0: Welcome to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Welcome everybody to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, you smash that like button. Go ahead and Get them likes up, man. Let's get these likes up, people. Click that like button. We don't even we even ask you for no money, at least not yet. All right. But, But it ain't cost you nothing to go ahead and click that like button. All right. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, I appreciate you. So go ahead and subscribe to the network and click the notifications. So that way you can be posted on all the things that we do. All right. Here we go. Let's get to this first topic. Here we go. Now, the reason why I thought about this one was it was actually a post that I saw from Crystal. Um, And so I actually wanted to take it and and expound on that. So let's have the conversation here. Are the old ways of band directing outdated? Are the old ways of band directing outdated? Kwan, let's
1: start with you. Uh, because I'm a young band director, I guess I'm gonna tread lightly on this, uh, this, I guess, answer because I don't know all the old ways, quote unquote. So I don't want to come across like I do know the old ways, but as a teacher that's been teaching about nine years, I do feel like that as, uh, time progresses and as children, uh, children change uh, with the times, I do think that your approach has to be different. I do think that the way you approach students, the way uh, you make connections, uh, that has to be different. Um, and I guess so what always specifically are you talking about? Is that recruiting? Is that pedagogy? Is that like how to, you know, get the sense of spirit and pride up? Like what specifically always you're talking about?
0: Very good question. So I'm as I told you before, I, I kind of took this a, a little bit from one of the videos that Chris put up. And so one of the things that she was talking about was the physicality of it, the PTs, the, the way that we use pushups and and um, the way that we are very aggressive when it comes to the, the way that we used to approach our students uh, or band directors used to approach us back in the day. Uh, so that's more or less what I'm talking about, the aggressiveness, the physicality of it, you know,
1: all of that. Well, in from that context, yes, yes, those 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 days are, are long gone, Um, because honestly, you'll end up losing in the long run than winning. Uh, PT and, and physical training should be for the purpose of bettering the student and the musician, you know, playing wise. But it shouldn't just be a punitive aspect of, oh, you sneeze, drop. You know what I'm saying? Like because what ends up happening is you'll develop a culture where those people in your section are be making you drop and they still not a better player you know what i'm saying so from that aspect yeah uh those things are outdated in regards of the aggressiveness you can be quote-unquote aggressiveness but you also have to have that fine line of respect you know what i'm saying like even though that person is younger than you or that student is younger than you that, that student still is a human being so if you're belittling or, or degrading them or hum, uh, for the purpose of humiliating them, then, yeah, you are wrong. Um, one of my favorite Bible scriptures is love compels. So when you truly when that student truly has a love, not just for music, but for that director and that visionary, they'll jump through the wall for them. So it's like teach them. So it's those little things that makes them that you can make them compel you to really do what you want. But what I realize is if your vision as a director is not clear, then that's some self-reflection that you need to do on yourself because nobody can follow you. If your vision is not clear.
0: All right, bet. Cool. Uh, since, since I got this from you, Crystal, Crystal, are the old ways of band directing outdated?
2: Um, in a lot of ways, yes. Um, and it's not saying that the, the pedagogy is incorrect. When we talk about pedagogy, how kids are kids from, you know, the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s and now to, you know, 2020. Um, Music is music and how you approach music should still be the same. You still teach fundamentals, but how you go about those fundamentals has to be different. Um, You know, our students are inundated with um, fast information. And so, You can't, you got to put timeframes that are conducive to their learning style. Uh, You can't spend, you know, 20 minutes on a warm up um, anymore without gearing them to that type of attention span, because you got to think everything they do is like a click away. Everything they do, even what we watch, you know, TikTok, social media, when they click, it's it's about 60 seconds. So um, I learned from my band directors, you got to be able to, you know, teach like you're on fire, so to speak. Um, hit them with information, make it relevant, and then move on to something else. And they may go back to it, but you can't spend like an hour on, you know, a ballot without them being prepared, attention span and what that looks like. Um When we talk about uh relevancy, uh of course the music's got to be stuff that they understand. And if you're a really good teacher, you know how to connect old and new. Um, and I'm just, you know, year 15, I'm just starting to really... I would say master hey listen to this now listen to this this is why it's relevant that you know both um when it comes to pt since you brought it up um i brought it up because uh i was in a group and someone was defending like you know the kids are soft and i was like well you know maybe they're just more aware of what's right and wrong you know a lot of us we were groomed in ignorance you know um a lot of us are first generation college students I am and I had no idea what band life was going to be like until I was thrust into it um and when we talk about PT I went to a clinic um a marching band clinic about the damages that we do to our body raise your hand if your knees click when you wake up in the morning and you're not even 40 45 years old yep <laughs> see your ankles hurt and that's because just because we did it doesn't mean we did it right and um when you know better, you do better. So just thinking about, are we doing this because we want them to look better and perform better on the field? Or are we doing this because this is what was done to us? And we feel like this is the only way, like my mother said, to skin a cat. You know, there's, there's newer and better ways to get things done. Um, and if your go-to is always physical, when it comes to discipline in your band, they're really not your band. You just you just got hostages that fear you and don't necessarily respect you and honor you enough to do the right thing without, you know, the kind of whipping the crap. And that's not saying you don't need to get at students sometimes and you don't need to, you know, meet them with the appropriate level of discipline. But, you know, if kids are doing what they're supposed to do, they're also learning. Even in college, you're still learning. Um, And if everything is punitive and everything is reactionary, then. That's just, to me, that's ineffective planning on your part. You know, as the educator, as the band director, you kind of have to foresee where the pitfalls are going to be. And then you maneuver prior to it. We all know, you know, after the first week of band camp, your kids can't do this type of drill. So getting to one week before homecoming and being mad that they still not executing it the same the way you want it to. You saw that week one. What did you do to try to get them to that level other than try to scale them into it? You know, this generation is highly uncoordinated compared to generations fast. They don't dance no more. So people don't dance no more like that. I mean, they don't. So you got to approach them a little bit differently. That's not saying you let up on them and you don't have a high standard. It's just how you approach them has to be more relevant to how they learn. We're wired differently now. Every time you touch your phone, the way your brain receives information changes just a little bit. This generation grew up with this thing in their hand. You know, they grew up with it. You're not getting rid of it. Use it. Put the drill on their phone. Watch
0: them execute. Okay. All right. Dope. Dope. All right. Maya. (laughs) Don't shake your head, girl.
3: Now, why would you do this? Y'all stay trying to set me up for failure.
0: Well, all right, fine. You know what you got next, but you got you got first on the next joint. But uh, I mean, even from a dancer's perspective, though, right?
3: Um, yeah, absolutely. Because well, I, I'm going to take it more to a personality side of it, right? So the way that, for lack of better words, our generation or these younger generations, the current generation are quote unquote soft. So yes, be the outdated or the tough hands-on, whether we're talking about PT, whether we're talking about just even just natural approach in general. Yes, it is definitely outdated. Is it necessary for it to be outdated? I would not necessarily agree with that, but in terms of what can and cannot happen in the classroom by basis of millennials and what they're willing to to stretch for versus not, what they're willing to call a lawsuit on versus not, yes, that has absolutely made it necessary for The style of direction to have changed to be able to accommodate that because there's so much where just like um when i grew up we had hit week hit week now would definitely be considered hazing can't do that no more or can't do it in the same idea or in the same context in the same frame of reference so yes the old ways of band directing have been outdated but i don't
0: necessarily agree with it but in the
3: times in which we're
0: huh you had a hit week y'all was getting brands
3: no, highly intensive training. Oh, let's be very right clear.
0: <laughs> I thought right y'all was in the, in the room with smoke with lights. No, no, no. It was my red
3: lights and all of that. No, no, no. Exactly. Nobody.
0: <laughs> all right, gotcha. You. Got you.
3: No, it was highly intensive training, but that's that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe that's a, a after party conversation. But yes, I agree. Yes, the old ways of band directing are outdated.
0: Gotcha. All right. Hold up. I agree. There we go. Rick over there eating them doggy biscuits. All right. Uh, Wait
3: a no, that's that's Brown. Oh, you talking about Brian. I was gonna say that's Brownie that is tearing it up. He's tearing it
0: up with the fresh edgy. He said he was gonna get the edge up for Founders They Look at him. Look at him
1: with the Dr. Hey. Heathcliff Huxtable sweater. Wait, yes, yes up. <laughs> Has anybody
4: ever told you you look like Dr. Umar? Uh oh. No, I'm, I've never. <laughs> uh... Jeez, my you coming with the smoke already. You're I right. the How about
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord.
4: I have, I, been, yeah, I have dude, a I don't like Cedric the entertainer from every PV alum. Even when y'all take that dog, they take the picture to the band room door saying Mr. Brown and oh, prop Brown, and it was a picture of Cedric. I'm like, really? I look. I mean, like that man
0: y'all have similar styles though bro you gotta you gotta admit him. that the style
3: dr brownie now so tell
4: him the right. right.
0: it. hey real quick before you before you give your answer turn to turn to the side you got that obama daddy this time
4: no nah, i got rid of the, i gotta hey my recitals tomorrow i can't i gotta go in there looking like the utmost professional super,
0: super professional I,
1: I feel you i feel you bro yeah, all
0: right man. go ahead man are the old ways of band directing outdated
4: Uh, You know I think they're outdated. I've been saying it for years. So I want to look at it from a couple of different perspectives. First and foremost, a lot of people do, as Crystal said, what was done to them. And just because it was done to you doesn't make it right. But most importantly, that's something that we deal with as black people. We don't cherish something unless we feel like we earned it. You know, that's why you have a lot of these fraternities and sororities that can't stop hazing people because to them... You didn't come in the right way. And I know this because I have a lot of these conversations with my fraternity brothers on different occasions. The fact is, y'all, the world has changed. Back in 1980s, you could line up with your line brothers on campus. They will whoop your tail on campus, and you just had to deal with it. The administration looked like, oh, they're going to play We good. They they all right. Then the 90s happened, and people broke that down. And now everybody, oh, you ain't do what I did, so you soft. The fact of the matter is, y'all, the old head said the same thing to y'all when you came in your band. You soft. I know they said it to us. I know the generation before them, and so forth. It's like we forget the fact that we were in the same shoes as these students and these uh, rookies in these bands, Like Quan was saying, uh, sometimes there's no compassion. I have to be you. I have to feel like you earned it in order for you. To be in my section and the worst part about it is a lot of these people that are new to the band can outplay the person that's doing all this ignorance and stupid stuff to them so i to me i think that's just stupid and i know people gonna say ah whatever dog you i didn't have to get my tail whipped and hazed all that mess to be in the band i was in like we've already talked about they called my band a safe haven they even did a documentary on it on hbo so I'm sorry I didn't have to get beat up to be in my section, but uh, if we want to have a playing competition, my trumpet's right here because I still play. And if people wanted that got their ass whipped to be in their band, if you want to play, we can do that. You know, so I think that we got to get out of that mindset where you have to feel be treated like a slave in order to be feeling like you belong to something. The second part of it is from a, a physical standpoint we are in a physical activity really just are man like you have to have a certain level of physical fitness to do band at a, a marching band in particular at a high level so as it's already been said by kwan i think and crystal um when it comes to physical training to be able to do your job as a marching member at a high level that is not that needs to be there forever you know but if it's done it from a, like concert or punitive place, I think that's just done. And what I usually equate that to is that's a person that just doesn't know how to teach. They don't know how to get through to you. They don't know how to end up identify why the music sounds the way they don't want it to sound and how to fix it. So instead of doing that, they have you do reps over and over and over again. We've been to some of these ineffective rehearsals. Where, all right, set it up again. Let's do it again. No corrections, no nothing. Over and over and over and over and over again. And that's supposed to make it good. And if it's not, then we cuss you out a way we wouldn't talk to you if we didn't know you or make you run around the field all the time. So I think a part of it is identifying the fact that I don't know, but instead of me being able to do so, I take that anger out or that disappointment in myself out on other people. So I think... I don't think band directing is old. I think that there are a lot of unqualified people teaching band. I don't see um, Hebron having their kids running around the field all day long because they couldn't get the correction right. I do see Hebron on the field playing with Dynamics and playing possibly the best high school band, if not one of the best shows I've ever seen. So, you know... I think that a lot of unqualified people have been allowed to get into the space that we are. And I think that you're starting to see that in the products and the way that they treat the students. So.
0: So um, let me ask you guys this question uh, because I know that having this conversation will generally um, garnish this particular thought. Won't these, won't the kids be soft though? So what exactly do we mean by soft? Right. Because the idea, like you said, Rick, or the thought process is, and I think Crystal and if you combine Crystal and Rick's thoughts, the thought process is you're doing it to us or we had it done to us. So it should be done to you because that's what made us, quote unquote, hard. Right. So but a lot of people will say, well, if we do that, then if we don't, if we take a lot of that away, then the kids will be soft so what exactly do you all think that means what does that mean to be quote unquote soft anybody can go with that one if
1: if if I go, I go first I mean I I think for every every person that that's marching in the 2000s I mean in my opinion the 90s and the 2000s were the golden age for ban from of course from what I've seen the, of course 80s zone but As like I've stated on the show before, we're tribal people. So we we operate from the perspective of rite of passage. So if you didn't go through it the way I did, well, you technically don't deserve this same award or reward or whatever the case may be. When you speak about soft, honestly, those people only speak about it from a hazing aspect of possibly getting in the cut, because it's many people that I've seen that can outplay people. But they was like, you gonna come through it like this? Well, if you already have the advantage, if the marching band is a musical ensemble, and you're literally outplaying, you know, and you're outplaying the people, then then what's the point? Like, what's the point of quote unquote coming through this said way when the purpose is making the musician better, to disciplining yourself to into uh, this type of culture for this type of band for what whatever school that may be. If, if that person has that own self-discipline, that own self-drive to do those things, then, then what are we talking about, bro? Like I, I think when I was coming in, I had that mindset too. Well, you got to come in like this and you got to be like that. But as I've gotten older, man, that ain't true. Can this person play their horn? Can they play their drums? Okay. Are are they on time? Okay. Because a lot of the times the same people that saying, uh, they gotta come in this way, they be the ones who late for practice. They be the ones who who uh in our PV words be shaming. They be the same ones that 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 you know take it for granted after they quote unquote came in right. So I mean, the only time we talk about soft is from the physical aspect. They didn't run like us, they didn't do push-ups like us. But if you compare that band to them, if that band was better, well, they did their job.
2: I like the tag in. Um, I think a lot of it is a a misidentification of a lack of skills. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like we don't properly diagnose what's wrong. So if a band uh, is not marching to a certain caliber, We think that it's a physical lack when it might be an instructional lack. It might be, we haven't broken down the fundamentals of marching in a way that is received by the masses. As a teacher, I was always taught, if your whole class is failing, then you the problem. And so that doesn't mean me, the failing teacher, I gave out a bunch of apps and I say, well, I did my job. Yeah, did you? And how effective were you in doing your job? and when it comes to uh, I, I completely identify with that crime. I came from the middle of nowhere. I didn't come from a marching band. Um, well, but I was taught how to play. My band directors were real big on, you need to know how to play. You can learn anything else after you know how to play. And it's true. Um, and I think I had a problem in my mind with someone trying to convince me that I needed to get my butt beat when I was smoking you. It's like, like, I don't care if I'm a freshman or not. I'm like, well, did it make you play better? And you know, from the sound of it, no. So how is this benefiting? And when we talk about the new generation, they're a little bit more like that on the norm. Like they're they're quick to question. Um, even my son, he'll question something in a in a in an old school, he might got his face knocked off, but he's not coming from a disrespectful. He's trying to understand how it connects. Um, This generation is always trying to connect information to something else. And so sometimes where we miss what we think is maybe soft. Maybe we haven't we haven't explained it or done in a way that makes them intrinsically want to do it without all of that. Um, I was always taught the best motivator is the intrinsic one. That's the one where you own what you're supposed to do. Extrinsic, you know, that's reactionary. That's only after you marched me 27 times through the show that I'm just tired of being out here and I'm going to do it right because I'm tired. I'm not trying to do it right because I want to make the whole thing look good or better. Um, and we don't have good reflective practices when it comes to um, the whys. Like, you know, I, I love Mondays after a game because then if you have a good program, then you start to talk about the why, the good, the bad, the ugly. And Then it connects when you go back outside on Tuesday, you like now you see what we were trying to fix and it connects a little bit more. I think we just need to be a little bit more reflective and uh, transparent with students um, and how they look and how they sound. Uh, We do a lot of lying. (laughs) That's just being honest. We do a lot of lines to kids and bands, um, college and high school. You know, somebody says you sound good, but really you got a good media team. That's a whole nother, I'm going to stay away from that one. (laughs) I said what I said, though.
4: I think a lot of it, too, y'all, and correct me if y'all think I'm wrong. A lot of it is when, when people get called soft, when they push back against the old people that try to push this stuff onto them. Anytime they don't let you do that to them, you're soft because you won't accept that stupidity. And a lot of it, in my experience, has been that. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I've seen, I'm looking at some of the comments and all, and I, I, and I appreciate where some people are coming from. There's a lot of things that we have not adapt, adapted to this show band style that will make some of these things easier. If you're teaching performance before you get on the field, then, and I'm not talking about performance as in do it to the best of your ability. I'm talking about like general effect. How how is this supposed to to come off in your like what you're doing on the field? So, I'm a clarinet player. My second clarinet part is just as important as the next person, whatever person, the screamer, in your band. So, like actually having those type of objectives in your lesson, actually planning your rehearsal before you step in the band room, instead of just going in there and just winging it, which I've seen done a lot. Like, there's a lot of things that will make, you know, teaching revolutionize, if you want to call it that. But it's just simple things that are already being done. So I think that just in general, this generation of students, and they they already know they don't have to put up with that mess that we all had to put up with uh, in some way, shape or form. And they know that before they show up, they, they know about Robert Champion and all these other things. So they're not going to just let you say and do whatever you want to to them. And I don't blame them. I, and I kudos to them for being strong enough to stand up to a group of people that feel like they had to do it the way they did to be in the band. So that's it. All right.
0: Good. Cool. Very good way to start this show off, man, and, and kick it off the right way. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I had to get myself together. Uh, but. I'm making that face. my. Everybody got to clear their throat. Let me clear my throat. (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, but yeah, go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Set it out one time. There it is. All right. Cool. (laughs) If you're just tuning in, welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU, band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, you go ahead and click that like button. Let's get these likes up. All right. I'm seeing these lights go up. I want to continue to make them go up. All right. We want our likes to match our viewership. All right, also please make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the network. If you're on Facebook, click open and go to the YouTube subscribe to the network. You can go back to Facebook. Make sure you turn on notifications as well. All right. Here we go. Next topic. This was given to me by my brother. There we go. I'll go ahead and preface that. Are HBCU marching bands really the backbone of their university from a spirit and financial uh, position? Are HBCU marching bands really the backbone of their university from a spirit and financial perspective? All right? Maya, she's going to still complain. Watch, watch, watch. See? It don't matter where it don't matter what order I come in, you're gonna complain either way.
3: That was not me complaining, that was me reacting to what you were saying. That I, you make me seem like I'm bratty, I'm not. I
0: know, never.
1: I'm just
3: saying we have some very talented moderators on the panel, and it's sometimes hard to follow up with the perspectives that they're giving. All
1: right, well,
0: you're gonna lead us off.
3: Um, yes, uh, if not the at least. If if not one, then two. But absolutely, I mean, if, I mean, I just don't even know where to start, right? So if we're talking about P I I can only speak for my home, right? If we're talking about PV in itself, the amount of monies and brownie, Miss all of us could can tap into this. If we talk about how much. The band extends itself. When you think about PB, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm just being biased or not. You definitely think about the storm. You Think about the band. Why is it that the band is whenever something, whenever the school needs money, who do they call the band? Whether it's just a drum line, whether it's a a, a, a the band is always the one that's called. It does not matter. I mean, I, I have so much to say, and it, it, we could have this conversation for hours. But absolutely. But the thing about it is you want to have your cake and eat it, too. So a, lo- a lot of times in watch, HBCU watching bands, they want you to be the highlight. They want you to be the body maker. They want you to uh, go to all these different schools and bring these persons into the university. However, they do not want to respect your time, your brand, in the sense of being able to provide the monetary or provide them the money that is necessary for you to be able to do what you need to do. So that's where the issue lies. They know that you're bringing in the money, but when you get it, they either want to uh, decrease the size of the band, decrease uh, the function of the band, decrease the um, interaction with the band, with, with the school itself, or even um, in the cities. Um, inability to travel. There's just so many things. That's the part that, that really gets me like going. Yes, absolutely. The band is definitely the top moneymaker, if not the second top tier moneymaker, if we're talking about schools and particular football teams. Athletics, auxiliary, yes, will always be the number one money grabbers for universities. The thing is, the universities don't want to dish out the money to be able to continue to fund those in the light in which they deserve to be respected and funded.
1: All right. Quan. Uh backbone? No. I wouldn't say that. Face, I would say yes. Um from from that point of view, uh I think the the face of all um HBCUs will always be uh the band if you have an, an elite uh band program and honestly Greek life. Those those two things in my opinion. Uh, but nevertheless, if you speak of specific schools, the first thing that, that is going to come to you, nine out of ten, is their marching band. You speak a prayer of like Maya said, is going to be the storm because we went through, I think it was a 40 year, losing streak, 28 losing streak. So that was that was the whole band. So bless God, we better now. However, you know, back in the day, boys was losing. When you think about Southern, uh, if you're from Louisiana, yeah, you could speak about the law school, so forth and so on. However, you think about the human jukebox, that's it. You talk about Grambling not being biased. Why? Why? Why would you go to Gramlin outside the band? Just saying. You think of FAMU. You think of you think of uh, Dr. William P. Foster, and you think of the Rattlers. So they're the face of the school. I mean, point blank period. Um, what I say, backbone? Nah, but honestly, it's a strong part. Um, and the intricate part into that university or college, and if you took te- if you took that entity or organization away, honestly, that whole uh, university would honestly be changed forever. Could you imagine Southern University without the human jukebox? That doesn't even seem realistic. So I think it has a a, a large part of the university and the functionality and exposure, and and to uh, Maya's point. At the end of the day, we always the arts will always we always going to be the shuck and jive people when it comes to dignitaries, when it's time to get to, to secure the bag. That's unfortunately, but that's just what it is. It's the same thing on the secondary level, too. Anytime somebody is important, to come you call the marching band, you call the drum line and we got to dance and entertain them, so to speak. Which that's unfortunate instead of appreciating and respecting our time for, for what we're doing and the hours of practice that we put in. So to say all of that in regards to the backbone, nah, but the face of a majority of these schools, historical black colleges, yes.
0: Okay. Rick, are HBCU marching bands really the backbone of the university from a spirit and financial perspective?
4: From a spirit perspective, I think they should be. I think some schools lose. Like, I'm going to just be real on this this question, man, because it was heavy on me.
0: I mean, that's the point of the show. Right. Like,
4: not even, no, not not that, man. Like, from the oh, standpoint okay. of talking to some of the people that I've talked to over the years and the things they had to deal with, they at their own band programs, and, and us as former members of bands, and how we support our bands and our university. So, from a spirit perspective, I think between the band and the cheerleaders, and like Quan said, the Greek organizations, I think that's their job, you know, is to instill school spirit and what it means to go to, say, a university. The challenge I have is this. If your school doesn't value your band, it's hard for your band to be in the role that they should be playing as a band. There are a lot of schools that support their bands 100%. But all of us know that there are a lot of schools out here that do a horrible job with supporting their bands. I can only speak on the experiences that I've had as a band director, you know, Throughout the year, I've been teaching college since 2012. I spent five years, like Maya and Quan both, I spent five years as a associate director of bands at Prairie View. The amount of crap that that school like, throws at the band on a regular basis, I'm talking about these out-of-nowhere performances, thinking the band just operates where we can just magically put together a 100-piece band and go do a performance. And how band directors bend over backwards for these people. And then the instance that that something happens that they don't like, the band's the worst thing in the world. We need to cut the band. We need to do this and that. The band, 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 y'all suck. We don't want you no more. But as soon as that dignitary, like Quan said, comes on campus, hey, man, can you put a better band? Give me about 50 pieces, brother. Come on over. And you say financially? No, it's not actual dollars where the band is making the money. But their participation in that event brought that finance to your university. Their participation in the game day experience makes HBCU bands programs, I mean, HBCU football programs and sports programs relevant. Because I know we we aren't the reason for a football game, but take any band across this country away from their, in an HBCU experience away. I guarantee you the the viewership at the game will be a lot less than what it was. So much so that band programs, I don't know if people know this, are written into the contract of a lot of these classes. So you, as band directors, they don't even have a choice on if they can participate in some of this stuff or not. So it's very frustrating when you have an integral piece of the, the, the everyday uh, life of an HBCU That is constantly, like I said, PV, like if y'all only knew some of the conversations we had to have with people who knew absolutely nothing about what it meant to do what we do, but those are the people you have to go to and then they don't support you. They don't give you the adequate, you know, resources you need. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about, okay, we understand it takes this amount of time to do that gig. No, they don't even ask that question. They just expect it because they want it. You know, so there's no involvement. There's no, there was no conversation there. And we got 250 students looking at us like, what are we doing? Why are we here at four in the morning? Why are we here at five in the morning? You know, not to mention that, you know, from what we were doing, we were, you know, putting students in every program on campus. They weren't just coming there to do the marching band. They were coming there to be a nurse or to be an engineer or a farmer, which is a super important, you know, so. Financially, I think that bands are integral to the success of a lot of these universities because they are a part of a lot of those, those conversations and those events. And definitely from a spirit perspective, I think so. But I think that bands deserve a little more respect than what they get from some of these people that are in charge of making decisions who sits in dean's offices and makes decisions without even coming to see the band. They don't probably don't even know students in the band. But that's the people that make decisions for your program. So I think that there's a lot there. But ultimately, I think, and me personally, I think, yes, they play a part. They're not the backbone, but they play a huge part in the success financially and spirit-wise. All
0: right. Dope. Crystal, are HBCU marching bands really the backbone of their university from a spirit and financial perspective?
2: Um, I would say that they're very important in a sense that they help control the culture and climate of the school if they're a successful program in that school's eyes um as far as finances uh marching band expensive y'all i don't I don't think people understand yet um indirectly, marching band brings in money, but not directly and not in a quantifiable way that we can say. Is making a dent Um, was making a dent. um, Some of us would never believe it's endowments. It's, um, you know, ongoing donations. It's the ticket holders at the game that just buy season tickets every year because they graduated in 1972. And they're going to show up to the game, whether the band is there or not. Um, They're there for the whole experience and culture of it. So indirectly, yes, they're adding to those finances. But um, when we look at other organizations on campus, um, not so much. And then you got to look at how the expenses of scholarships and um, disposables. We think about instruments don't have an eternal lifespan. Uh, Uniforms don't have an eternal lifespan. Um, And you have a big recruitment year. That's more money out than you might get back in. But at the end of the day, It's part of the culture and it does help bring um, behinds in the seat. Uh, When we talk about the spirit, absolutely. Uh, Just to take a quote from my band director, it's the first thing and the last thing you hear. And we all really think about it. You know, those little freshman orientation, you know, those little summer, you know, that's the first thing that you that was usually your first experience with the university. If you wasn't, you know, like most of us a part of it, but even still. You're part of that first experience and you're part of that last experience um if you are so blessed to get that cap and gown and walk across that stage um so not not backbone i will say um part of the support systems that makes the university what it is if successful now if unsuccessful they could give a goddamn about your band and we and it's reflected in, in a lot of our HBCU bands that we can't just figure out why why they can't just get off the ground, why you know, historically for years and years, they're still trying to, you know, even get to you know just just being par. Um, and that's because usually behind the scenes, the university doesn't see value into sewing into it for it to get to a point where they start to see some of the residual um effects of supporting it um and we experience that in education now too you know if we can't quantify what band is with a grade and test scores then it just doesn't get any support so i wouldn't say backbone and i would say part of the culture definitely and a big influencer and financially doesn't even make a dent
0: all right cool Nope. So any final thoughts before we move to the next topic Nope. We good? Okay. Good. All right. All right, then. If you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU, band culture, music, music education, and more. All right. Please make sure that when you come in, you go ahead and smash that like button. Touch that like button. Go ahead and tickle it just a little bit. All right. Let's get these likes up. To get these likes up we want the likes to match the numbers of viewers that we have and I'm liking the viewership that I'm seeing but let's go ahead and get these likes up also if you're on the YouTube channel go ahead and subscribe to the network and turn on notifications if you're watching on Facebook go over to the YouTube channel hit the subscribe button and go back to Facebook all right next topic so uh this one's gonna this one's gonna sting a little bit um maybe maybe not I don't know but we're going to make it real personal real quick. So we always talk about how certain programs can do better, right? But if you could change your program in three ways, what would you do? So if you could change Quan, I'm just going to use you as an example because you got the the confused face. If you could go back to Prayer View right now as a director and change three things,
1: what would it be? Let me think
0: on that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, Let me think woo, woo. Yeah. I'm about to burn some skulls in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick, you got something? You ready? Are you still thinking?
4: No, I I can go. I can think as I go. Number one for me at Norfolk is the book. Actually playing new, new stuff. Like I enjoy hearing a lot of the charts that I played when I was in the band, but my freshman year in the band was 2000. You know, that was, tw- you know, that was many moon ago. So for me, I would love to hear a more modernized book overall. I mean, they play a lot of, of more, up-to-date stuff um they do but you still get a lot I guess that's the tradition part so you know I just some of that stuff I'm just not a big fan of um secondly uh size I would love to see Norfolk get back to the size I know Miss Sanders and Mr. they are definitely working on that uh, but with all the stuff that Norfolk went through you know when Dr. Sanford was gone and Mr. Adams were going you know really a lot of that really hurt the band and it, it diminished the numbers so i would love to see the legion get back up to like oh nine numbers and even bigger man i think the legion could probably stand to be about 280 290 maybe 300 at the most um once you get past that you know it makes it a lot more difficult to really get that clean sound that they have you know you got it and they have stellar teachers miss Sanders, like she's the real deal so um size Um, and lastly, I don't know, um, just overall, you know, I think that Norfolk has its own lane. It's always had its own lane. We not, we've never tried to be like over other bands, but I would like to see Norfolk get more exposure. Like, yeah, they'll do one show a year, you know, and people like, man, that is a good band. And then you never see them again. So I don't know if that's a media presence. I don't know that if that's, you know, we were just talking about money and stuff like that. You know, I don't know if that's a resources thing, but I would love to see Norfolk get more, more of the limelight, more of the, you know, people looking, clicking on videos and things like that, because Norfolk is a great band and Norfolk doesn't always get the credit they deserve. And it's frustrating seeing some of these bands who don't always sound great, um, being like the standard of what people see black college band being. Cause at the end of the day, y'all, we are musicians, just like everybody else. And for us to change our standard and be accepting of things that just aren't good for the sake of saying it's the culture. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not interested in buying into that. There's a lot of good bands out there, Tennessee state, um, Norfolk, you know, all, all these bands that play with a good sound and try to try to do things. That don't get credit so for me it's you know size it's exposure and it's the book
0: all right crystal if you could change your program in three ways what would you do
2: so um i'm gonna laugh a little bit because I, i i don't like being unprepared and when Y'all said y'all was sending the questions like the day of. I felt like that kid in class that like, why well, won't the teacher give us the study guide today? So I ain't cramming. Uh, so I made this whole list. <laughs> this is my. It's not my list for this questions. Literally all the questions, but I just don't like. I like to have my 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 thoughts well out of because people like to misquote me. I'm I'm be real. People like to say, oh she said this, and I'm like, nah nah no. I got the transcript. That's not what I said. Um so. One, I think we just at Morgan, we need some 21st century recruitment practices. That's number one. Um, the school is a good school. Like people it's like why would people go to Morgan? I was like, you know who who graduated from Morgan? It's like it's, it's, it's it has a history of being a very solid university. Um, it's beautiful. I know when people say Baltimore, they just they turned off. I've never been to Baltimore until I went to Morgan and I'm from Maryland. And that's kind of out of the stereotypes. I know I never set foot in Baltimore. I'm a PG County girl. And I was like, damn, this, this is beautiful. I knew I was going there the moment I set foot on campus. And I visited a bunch of schools in North Carolina. My family's from Snow Hill. So I knew I was going to AT in my mind. And then I stepped foot on Morgan campus. And that was it for me. Um, so I think we need more reach down in recruitment. We have a local district that's kind of suffering. Um oh, And we have a lot of like fine arts t- schools Like we have a high concentration of fine arts schools Where it's mostly black and brown kids That do not even think about going You know, down the street And will go to, you know, our PWIs And get treated like dirt And that's because nobody's going It's We don't have a really good relationship Reach down to those to, From just in our own region Um, people always say there's no band there. It was like, no, we have band. It's just different. It's it's, it's a little different. We really are in a core style land here. A lot of people don't know regionally. Once you pass Virginia, uh, core core style bands in high school, whether they're black or white, is really the majority. Um, Show style is not really, or traditional is not really the norm here. So that um, more shadow days, high school, you know, um, those things that once you have kids in the system, you have their interest, then they make the decision because they feel like you want them. This generation likes to feel like you want them, but they're not they're a little more egotistical than we were. They're more like, all right, what you got to offer me? And so that's one. I want to see Morgan travel. Oh my gosh. Um, there's this is mean like of a kid throwing a football to himself. And I swear to God. That's how I felt sometimes being at Morgan, like, we'll, we'll go, you know, we didn't start going to a until like my junior year. That's like 2004. And I think people so happy that we left like Virginia. Like we hadn't been past Virginia in decades, like a long time. So I like to see them travel. Um, and last but not least, uh, social media presence. I mean, back to those, you know, outdated practices, social media is not going away. Um, You know, if you don't have at least three out of the five major social media accounts with your band running at least new material, at least once a week, you behind the game um, in recruiting and uh, retention and, gardening uh kind of more respectability to your program and that's not saying that the program's bad not at all it's just saying don't people don't know what they don't see so that's that's mine
0: all right she tried to run but we got it back in here (laughs) maya if you could change your program in three ways what would you do
3: oh praise god for jesus um i had that quant for a little bit but i'm back now all right let's see so let's be clear we're talking about my program in the time in which i was a part of it
0: no oh Talk about your program now
3: okay well the ones i came up with apply for when i was a part of it so that's just okay we'll rock
0: we'll we'll rock with you right there all right we go ahead i guess oh lord jesus i'm nervous okay
3: um budget and i think that we definitely hit on that with the the previous question um but just readily available resources the budget to be able to um uniforms the facilities in themselves instruments things of that nature Yes, I think that when persons feel valued, when they feel like their output is being matched with the input, um, that, that, that speaks to camaraderie, that speaks to motivation, and that helps one thrive. So I think that if those resources are readily available and allocated, then that definitely has the opportunity to enhance um, certain things, whether that's in-house, from administration itself, strictly in Hobart, whatever the case may be, all things considered. Um, now... Okay. So I wrote bandheads versus bandsmen. And I say that because uh, I'm, I am said that we said that we going to ruffle a few feathers. Now, during my career in the band, I think that we could have done a lot more, got a lot further if those quote unquote, not necessarily bad apples, but those persons who align themselves with a particular negative type of thinking as opposed to wanting to orchestrate or carry out or facilitate the vision that was being provided. Um, I think that that definitely could have took our band program within those years. I think we could have been closer to what we're seeing now or the transition in itself. Um, But I do think that that comes with certain things. So another um, point that I made in my notes here uh, was the introduction of the transition of changes. Now, the way in which 12, 10, between 09, between 08, all the way to 12, we experienced some very (laughs) significant changes and transitions. And I think that that definitely um, had an effect on on the growth in which we could have seen or the lack thereof. I think that um, the uh, relationship with alumni, the, the transition with the box, the transition to MSD. The transition of, you know, implementing a new vision, implementing new strategies. um I think that hindsight is twenty twenty, and we could have done those things a little bit differently and implemented things um, on a more um lateral basis as opposed to a vertical, like chop, 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 chop. chop. But I do understand the necessity for it. Or then, I mean, what do you do? So, I think that that definitely could have been changed or could have been done differently. But again, look at where we are now and everything happens for a reason. Um, but I do think that in terms of the traditions or um, the just, just the overall program in itself of being able to link the old with the new, those things could have been done a little bit different. Everyone could have done a better job from beginning to end, administration, alumni, current, um, old vision, new vision, all those things. Who was it hiding here is it just me
0: uh <laughs> you made it through i'm so proud of you, you you you
3: and then lastly well i had an honorable mention accessibility okay. and exposure but i think that that can also fall under the umbrella of um of budget but also if we had 2021 um technology if we had 2021 cameras media teams and all those things i definitely think that that could have done a lot more for the storm or for our band programs as in general um, from 2010 all the way up until now, so proud of you,
0: you made it through. Look at you, thank
3: you. You know, I don't like
0: ruffling feathers, I'm sweet. Uh, you gotta ruffle a couple of feathers, you know, you gotta do it. Cool. All right, I know Quan gonna do it though, he gonna ruffle some feathers, right? Because he last week, Quan was on a roll last week, so you know, uh, Quan, <laughs> if you could change your program in three ways, what would it be?
1: Well, I I wrote my answers just like Maya for the time that I was there. (laughs) Uh, As a teacher, facilitator, you wasn't clear. Yeah, we
0: were. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uncomfortable, unscripted, but go ahead. So so for me, honestly, I wish our field show format was uh, somewhat different at times. Uh, When I marched, of course, you know, Entertainment Tonight, First Drill, you know, set up for the box, box, do a fire feature, we come back, you know, like we knew that format, you know, black foxes come do their thing, you know, dance routine, so forth and so on. So I I do, um, as a as a director now, I do appreciate those type of drills that Prairie View is doing now. It's a different sense of variety. And so I love that. And I wish I would have been able to be a part of those type of drills uh, coming up. Uh, number two for me, and I know y'all going to be like, what? I wish the box would have been showcased more, not just on the field show, but from the perspective of meeting on the track and different showcases around the area and city. of Houston. I know you're going to say that. So just be clear, like I, I can't recall the last time they did a track battle. But if you're a percussionist, like when you're going against TSU, TSU dancing all on the track and you like prop, let's go. He was like, go on, get up that bruh." Like and so we've never been able to, we never uh battled on the track, we never did face-to-face battles, we never did none of that. So that's something that I wish you know we would have been able had the opportunity to do. But uh this may be a little different, but and I know we can't control life, but I wish Prophet, regardless of however he would have transitioned outside of Prairie, he still would have been able to see the fruits of his labor to what prairie band is right now. Uh I think that is just just do for him for his, I think it was that 20 plus years to 20, 30 plus years. I wish you would have been able to see that. But overall, right now, I don't have any issues, honestly, with Prairie View and what they're doing and the direction that they're going. They're graduating people at a high rate. The band is doing, you know, much better. The band that has exposure. And as my honorable mention, I wish we would have had a goddamn media team, period. Because from 05. So about 07 View had no videos and if they did have a video it was horrible pixel or it would be a video of somebody else band playing and then we happened to just fall into their footage so i mean otherwise those things i think uh that's the things i would have changed
0: all right shout out to gig steve man i i gotta say that shout out to gig steve man because Y'all PV, y'all older PV folks. Y'all be talking about the lack of exposure that y'all had. Boy, Steve had us on point. That 2000s recruitment video with Rick playing the A flat at the end. The O one season DVD. Uh, did we have a DVD? It was no, that was uh no. It was a VHS back then. Uh, we had a O we had the O O two season DVD. Yeah, so we we kept stuff going, and then right after Steve left, I took it. So. Yeah, man. Shout out. To, just shout out to Steve, man. We we had our media but, team. But, but
1: let me let me say this, though, Julian, man. And this, I can speak for me. I didn't even know people had like recruitment DVDs like that. The very first recruitment DVD I ever saw was North Carolina a one when they had that battle in the gym and they had blue suits and they were playing all around. And then I would just be calling random bands to see if they got footage to honestly collect footage to honestly see. So like Prairie, we didn't even really even have anything like that until later, unless you knew Barbetta Freeman, and then she'll send you a DVD herself. But outside of that, we didn't we didn't have no media team, bro.
4: But you know what's crazy though, Quan? Like nobody did, like other than like Norfolk State, and they were investing huge money into Steve Man to do what he was doing. He won't doing it for free. Most people had those VHS daddies and stuff like that. And the sad part about it is. It's a lot of good bands that get no exposure. Morgan is a good band. Like Morgan has a good sound. They're clean. They have a lot of good things happening, man. But they like that's funny, like the tree of life. That's hilarious. But (laughs) Crystal, but you know, like the band is a good band, but if you don't, if people aren't, you know, seeing the videos, and then every time you log on to Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, everything, you see in other bands it makes it hard for a lot of these good bands north carolina central is another one the good doing great work with that band they sound good but you know the fact of the matter is we live in the social media generation y'all and it's an investment those cameras are you know three four thousand dollars a pop and most bands don't have the resources you'll have an alumni that may have the cameras themselves but they damn sure don't have the drone flying above the field and three and four cameramen with 4K cameras, the zoom set up on the sideline to make sure you get good. I like that. they don't have that type of money. Like, you know, we barely can put new horns in people's hands and have a uniform that ain't cut uh slit down the middle for somebody to rip the uniform and still marching at it. So all that's, you know, I don't think, you know, PV, even when y'all were in the band, I, I can find clips. They may not be the best quality, but they out there
0: so yeah i mean i i will say this i agree um back during those times nobody really just had clips like that or, or videos uh my best friend not not rick but my other best friend uh he marched for the ocean and when i brought the o2 season dvd he was like bro we don't got nothing like this we just got this one little vhs daddy from the last performance we hit and that was it you know so uh, they definitely didn't have that, and and I'm gonna be real too. Like media now, uh, and I and I don't wanna I don't wanna you know speak incorrectly. So somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but Garrett, man, he really changed the game because he was the one who really started with Southern with the three and four different cameras and the different views and the different shots—a wide shot, a close shot. You know, he's the one who really started that, and everybody else kind of follows suit. I really think that you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm I don't want to be wrong, but I really think that if he didn't really start that trend, I think we would have just continued with the wide shot
4: daddy that we would get from the he, uh, press box. But he's the goat. Like, I'm sorry, absolutely. y'all. I know absolutely Garrett Edgerson. Like, we all know his name. That in, in itself, we didn't march with the I don't, I have never met that brother in my life. But everybody on this call know that brother's name and what he does. And that's kudos to him. And I know they call themselves the Kings. That's the Kane. And I watch him at the games. Now he's look, he's so good now. That brother be walking around the field. He may get a clip here or there. He may catch somebody talking trash to each other in the corner. But he got
0: a whole staff now. He, got he don't gotta do that.
4: He, do, he be sitting there hitting the chill day. I'm like, man, this dude has carved a path for himself. He's put his band in the national conversation. Even the morning? The morning? That dude's the GOAT, man. For real.
1: Honestly, it's I would say him, but I guess his predecessor would be Tape Master. Like,
0: no, no, no. You don't know think so? Tape
1: Master had a damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he got he got videos, he got tapes from me when I was in high school, bro. That's bro, what I'm saying. Like, and I don't know, I don't know he got, my, know how high school, he got my high school Willary is 98 like videos, bro. I'm like, how did how did he get like nobody has that? The only videos that I saw of Wooleridge, back when I was marching was from my band director and I'm like yeah. you got the exact same tape that my band director had how did you get that like yeah tape master was tape master got it all dog.
1: so, so I, I would say tape master but who, who took it to the next level well, would be Gary but I mean where, where we are right now honestly people are chasing him in regards of the media game and honestly where is going I mean from the from the band hall sessions to, I mean, he started it all. So I mean, yeah, he, he's he's a go.
0: And I and I will say, as a media person, you know, what I'm saying I'm always in awe of you know what Garrett puts out, man. It's it's just it's like it's it's dope every single time, man. But
4: the but the other part of it is what Crystal said in the last segment. Your band has to be something that people want to see. Because a lot of bands can invest, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment. I'm sorry, y'all. If Bowie put out uh, uh, that type of material, I'm sorry, Chris. I know you from Maryland. Woo! a am with Master
1: P. It's you know, with I, Master P, bro. I'm, Watch
4: I'm, I'm not going to be like, hey, boy, this is some awesome video quality. I'm like, I'm good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I
2: like to disclaim. I'm from Prince George's County. Bowie is in Prince George's County. Bowie is like ten minutes from my hometown. Fifteen minutes. I went to Baltimore to go to school.
4: Understandable.
0: Understandable.
4: <laughs> hey, I Garrett, went- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Garrett, if you listen, it's a couple bands that can really use your services, bro. You be a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> you make some these bands. <laughs>
0: What's
2: crazy, oh my god, <laughs> I, I got on Tape Master for a second. I'm I had no idea about the culture. Tape Master is the only reason I knew about any band beyond the DMV. Um, he literally has like a chitlin circuit of band tapes. Like, that's like I would be in my dorm, and then you know, my, my frat bro, Baloo, we like. All right, we having tape night. I'm like, what? Y'all just coming to my dorm? There you go. And I'm like, all right. And then it's like, next thing I know, it's 20 MFs in my in my tiny dorm room because I had a VCR. That's how old. That's how old we are. Those of you who know, you know, Quan, you don't know about VCR. I had a VCR with the DVD yes, dual side. Yep. See, I was, yeah. I was, my husband in the background laughing because they would take <laughs> over my dorm. I'm like.
4: Chris you, know what's crazy, know. Chris, you know what's crazy though the first time i ever saw southern was in mario who's not here tonight big up to mario hopefully everything's okay was in mario dorm room from them having a little go. grainy 480 vhs camera
0: listen listen bro
4: it up. i had never heard Southern. Before.
0: listen i gotta tell and, and i wish mario was here because he would he would actually agree to this. The first time I stepped on campus, I had a VHS of my high school. And like, yo, anybody trying to watch my high school dog? My high school could whip off any of y'all high school dog. That was the first thing I did when I got on campus, bro. Like, yeah, I I, I know. I know.
2: A deadling circuit of band tapes, waiting for a band tape. I knew who Warren Shaw was before I even knew that that was a Clark Atlanta. I was like, where these come from? Mm-hmm. Oh, this come from Shaw. I'm like, all right. When, when,
4: when we watching this and who ordering food? <laughs> In two thousand and one, when we played Morris Brown, I remember it like it was yesterday because them band tapes was floating around on the fifth quarter. Y'all remember the fifth quarter website and all yes, that? Sir. Yeah.
5: Shout
4: them out, them band tape daddies was floating around on more of of Morris Brown tubas playing that baby face.
0: Hey,
4: hey. Yeah. Her,
0: it, y'all boy.
4: <laughs> no, And all of us was like, Bodacious, y'all about to get this work. And we got it out there. And whenever we heard that phony intro from them drummers, dip, 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 all of us was locked up in the stands. We all looked back at Bodacious like, y'all about to get it. <laughs> and they came in with that two apart, locked up while we sit there with the straight grit faces, just, mm. <laughs> just eating it you gotta find that video the oh party. man you uh, know
0: you know you know I, all i gotta do is go to tape master it's there dog you <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> and the boy they gave it the two.
5: i
2: have to just take your beat and know see we not honest like that no more though we we not honest when we getting our ass kicked you know people going like nah i ain't my, like no nah, we used to know back in we knew we were getting our ass kicked we, we I- would sit there you know we knew
0: but the thing about it, Crystal, is not even the fact of we knew you have to understand, and we talked about this prior to on, an, on another, I think it was last week. Media has changed the game because back in the day, unless you got that VHS, nobody else saw it, so nobody else had an opinion to put on it. Which means that if you got if you got your ass whoop, you just got your ass whoop. We could take it, but nobody else saw it, so it was okay to be able to say, hey, we got our, our ass whooped in the middle of the in, – in the band room. But now the whole world sees it, now you got to try to save face like, nah, dog, it didn't happen that way.
4: But it's crazy, though, you I, I agree with you, but I agree with Crystal Moore. Back then, hey, at Norfolk, we won't take an L's every week. So when we did take we, an L, Whoa, 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 whoa. But that's week. Norfolk. That's Norfolk. But I'm just giving my. Norfolk like, and the Me long. Act during our time, bro. You got to remember, Norfolk and the Me Act during our time. That's no, a completely we, different situation. No, we would admit if we took an L. To A&T in 2000, we took an L. I remember t they gave us the business. But when we came back in 01 and hit them with that shaft, Daddy, there was no questions asked.
0: Hey, man, that is a legendary video. When them lights
4: cut off, dog, and them fireworks hit, dog, that's legend. I got to find that one. No, I got to no, find that one. So they can, they, like, we were not scared to admit to, that we took an L because we weren't taking L's every week. It's some bands out here now, they march into the stadium, and some bands are like, this is an instant win. We can hit fight song and we got this. Like, so I think it's it's more a pride thing. Because, like Maya said last week, in 2013, when we went in there against Jackson in that day on fifth quarter,
0: Let's you know, not I bring that tragedy heart. up. Let's not bring all that tragedy up again. We had a whole, we had a whole conversation about that. Well, look, man, we, tragedy. I don't need again. Maya getting them flashbacks again. You know, we already made her distraught on the last show. Let, let's just let's lead the path. Look at her. She's like, man, I ain't trying to hear this message.
1: I'm, I'm having flashbacks, but I got too much pride, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> I got too much pride. Dog. I'm sorry, because uh, I, I, I can say it now. That 06 uh, T- Labor Day Classic, my first year, I was like, dog. Like, first, oh, first, look, wait, real quick, what year? That was 06 TSU. Okay, I just wanted to say, that. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no. nah. all right, go, hey, ahead. go hey, ahead, hey, hey, today, uh,
4: November 17th, shut that you up. You're right, congratulations, you're right, you're anyway.
1: right, you're right. You're all, right. right. You're 06. all right, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so the whole point, like, oh, I, I'm talking about, uh, all I had buku people from New Orleans that was in TSU Bay. You know, they grew. They swelled. I was like, that was the year, in my opinion, TSU murdered the swag. I don't give a damn what Nobody said that was a year when them boys opened That was the year up, from was,
0: when all them uh, cats came from New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. TSU that year? TSU that year? I said, I, like, when they played, I was like, damn, bro. I know I ain't came to the wrong band. I was like, the box is cold. The box held his own. But I ain't going to lie, that band, when TSU opened up, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a long night, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean. I can
0: I can admit that year in 06, when when uh, Autumn New Orleans Cats came to, to TSU, they was mm-hmm. handing out L's left and right. And and I don't say that much about TSU. I can tell you that 100%. But that year, bruh, without question. Without... Now,
1: say, they played that Careless Whisper on Southern. It didn't sound the best, but it's like, they would they was they was was like neck and neck with them the entire game like they because you know southern has has, can bully people like but tsu they was they was like bro we we in this thing and honestly that was that was the first year bro i was like damn tsu doing it but the box still won all right,
0: man, I, Man, we, that one went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go, but it's all good, man. All right, here we go. If you're just tuning in, welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like button. Go ahead and get these likes up, man. I appreciate everybody who is supporting us and who has already hit that like up. God dang, keep it there. Who has already hit that like button, man. So if you haven't hit that like button yet, go ahead and do it. I even got a, a crying face on here, man. I don't even know why we got a crying face, a little sad face daddy, but it's all right. I don't care if you put the sad face daddy in there. You can put that in there, too. All right. But just go ahead and click that like button. Whatever you whatever you personally feel, go ahead and click it. Also, if you're on the YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. If you're watching on Facebook, go over to the YouTube, subscribe to the network, go back to Facebook. And we appreciate you. All right. Uh, after this last topic, we're going to put the uh, link in the chat so that you can come in. And you can call in with us, give your opinions and thoughts on any of the topics that we've had this week, or matter of fact, today, last week, or previously, all right? So after this last topic, we'll open up the phone lines. All right, what's going on, Ed? I see you. Appreciate you, brother.
4: Eric, you the goat. (laughs) I mean, hey. Showing love, man. Very that's- much that.
3: I think I said that like a week or two ago. Like, if you don't think that man really changed the game, you're smoking crack.
4: No. Nah. <laughs> you went to the, the immediate worst. Well, that's better world. than what I was
3: going to say. But we, got no, Tom,
4: no. we got Tom Brady on here. Very <laughs> much <that. laughs>
3: And the thing is, like, as he continued to, and I, I remember talking on this. I don't know what we are talking about. As he got better, his equipment got better, his vision got better. I mean, that's
0: i mean shit I'm absolutely get off of it started, that's why
3: everyone is forced to do what they're doing now he started still, with you know i mean still trying to keep up
0: he but. started with the 720 went to the now, and then right to the 4k so hey
3: i mean the it. drones uh 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 the little what you call this thing that go into uh, instead of putting your plume in there, Movi,
1: Movi, whatever sure, that movie movie sure that who's
3: doing that you get a, a top shit yeah. don't
0: give me You got a little happy. okay? All right, here we go.
3: No, because I appreciate (laughs) artistry and I can appreciate value and and like having a business and being able to work through it. I can appreciate that.
0: You said you got happy. I didn't say nothing else. You implied something. I am happy. There you go. Put a smile on your face. It's a happy. There we go. See, we let a smile. All right, here we go. Last one. Uh, Even for me, this might ruffle some feathers, but it was something I thought about And I wanted to go ahead and put it out there because it's really a thought. Uh, Three of us on here probably going to, well, all of us on, three of us on here going to really take it personal. But just some thoughts here, man. These are thoughts. Uncomfortable conversations. Here we go. Kappa Kappa Psi and Tall Beta Sigma. Needed or not? And why? As a brother at Kappa Kappa Psi, hey, got to ask the question. All right, kappa, kappa, psi, and tall beta, sigma needed, or not, and why? Ooh, who am I going with first?
4: Uh, Rick. Also, as a brother of said organizations, eh? um, Jesse,
0: Rick is my sister. By the way, just wanted to put that out there. Shut up.
4: Um, but being a member of both, um, needed no. Valued, yes. I think that KK Psy and Tall Beta Sigma serve a valiant purpose when it's serving the actual purposes of said organizations. When other other things take precedence over what the organizations are were created to represent, then that's when you lose some of the value of the organization. There are a lot of bands across the country that don't have KK Psy and Tall Beta Sigma. But for the bands that do and those chapters are strong and operate at a high level, you know they bring a, a amazing service and experience to the band members, man you know and you know I think personally, especially in an HBCU, I think that there's an added level on top of that because those KK side Talk Beta sigma chapters are also a part of the black Greek experience. you know, I know people like to say that those two organizations aren't Greek, but that's a lie Five you Alpha. SAI, K.K. Tau Beta Sigma, mu Phi Sigma, whatever you have at your school, those organizations automatically are a part of the Black Greek experience because a lot of us, A, are Black, and then B, a lot of us are members of other organizations also. So I think that it's, it can be easy to get away from the purposes of these organizations. And if people don't even require the people to learn them then how you expect the people to, you know, live up to what these organizations are about. So I think at the end of the day, they are absolutely valuable. They aren't essential, but they bring a value to these programs when operated at a high level and in the path that they're supposed to serve.
0: Okay. Crystal kappa kappa psi and tall beta sigma needed or not and why see
2: i knew i knew i knew i knew that you were going to call me i wanted to go last um i gotta start my disclaimer um i'm obviously team red however i'm gonna talk about my experience with how i came to understand greek organizations and at an HBCU. So I'm a first generation college student. So I didn't have any background to what it is to be in an organization. Nobody in my family has gone to college and I'm still the only one who attended and graduated and attended and graduated at HBCU. And I have a big Southern family. So that, that, that means I don't have nobody in my ear to say, do this, don't do that. And I remember like the first day of band camp, i call home i'm from rural, i'm from rural maryland i'm from a little town that you know in the history book is where john wilkes booth fled the law that's that's all you gotta know about akiki and so yeah you making that face Quan? like see there's places that are a blip on the map i'm from that blip and so once i got to morgan and i see all of this greek paraphernalia i've only seen it on tv I've only seen the stereotypes of what it is on TV. So coming from a rural program, you don't have a lot of hands on deck. Everybody has to work. Everybody has to set up the band room. Everybody has to pass out music. Everybody has to be, because you just don't have, you don't have enough people to not to be lazy. I'm gonna say it that way. And so my first impression of, Kappa Kappa Psi and Beta Sigma, when I called home the first night after, you know, crying a little bit to my dad about, you know, I think, I don't know. I don't know. This is, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. It's fun, but damn it, I hurt. And I was like, they have these cool organizations and they kind of do what it is that I saw my high school program do and how I felt like now, not unbeknownst to me, my band director in middle school groomed us to do was to take care of band. Take care of band and take some of the weight off of him as a director. So I had Roosevelt Pratt and we all know he's at E.E. E. Smith. I had him and he was fresh out of college. Um, he old. You can tell him I said it. <laughs> and I, I learned that these organizations are like what I saw in high school as the band president, as the, Secretary as the office manager, student student leadership. And I said, okay, so they have an organization for student leadership that takes care of band. That's my impression of the organization to date. That's not saying that I think they always hold true to that. But to be honest, no member really does in any organization. Um where and that's just the fact of the matter is to, so to say that they're not they're not necessary. I don't think it's more so not necessary as much as um, sometimes we don't identify organizations by their true purpose based on who's in it and what they actually do. Um, and I knew for me, I'm lazy AF, and I only had one goal to graduate, so my parents didn't think I made a bad decision majoring in music. Because, you know, a first-generation college student is supposed to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a scientist. Not major in music, and certainly not be a female band director. That's just completely off the radar. So what I identified the organizations as is the group that takes care of the band. What I think, though, is I don't think that should have exclusivity, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like if you're doing your job, really doing your job... Everybody feeds off of that energy and wants to take care of the bad. There's some schools that you know I think do a really good job at it. I think there are other schools maybe not so much. Um, but I don't I don't judge the whole book by the pages that change in it. You know, every every couple of years. You might get a speaking from personal experience in my own chapter and in my own organization. One year you get a solid set of folk that come in to work and do that do, their due, and then you you get, every organization got ladder holders. That's just real. It's unavoidable. You know, some people interview well, and that's even in the adult world, and then they get on job, and they running out the door, at, you know, before it's time to clock out. That's just real, but I don't, I don't ever think, and I would never say that I think it's not necessary or it's unneeded. I think People don't always hold true to the purposes and values that their organization are created behind. All
0: right. Dope. My red team. <laughs> we got you. We got, there we go. We got you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Maya, Kappa Kappa sign, tall beta sigma, needed or not, and why?
3: He's just really trying it today, Lord.
0: Okay. Come on. Give us a smoke. Who wants the smoke? There is no smoke. There's no smoke. smoke. Um, you cranked it up? Jackson, right?
4: Well, it that was up? PV. That was PV.
0: Not, I think Jackson cranked that up. Yes, anyway. I yeah, I think Jackson cranked that up on us. I'm sorry, my, I ain't mean to interrupt your time. Go ahead, because I know you ready to go ahead and fire it off. Let's go. Let's hear it. No, not even
3: that. I mean, I agree with all takes that have been provided. I I thank you all for your input and your continued excellence on this uh, platform. (laughs) First, well, secondly, I mean, it is an honor (laughs) to be selected to serve. Let's start there. Now we're saying needed, yes or no. Um, I I did write down, you know, a couple of things when we talk about the mission or the vision. that's one thing to be able to serve as support, to provide something to aspire to be a part of when we talk about wanting to encourage encouragement, promotion, enrichment, all of those things. Sure. Those things are necessary. Um, However, for speaking of emergent or emerging leaders within the band, talented musicians, camaraderie, all those things, can be had with or without said organizations. I can only speak from my experiences. When I got to PV, I mean, we all know there was one without the other. However, those same persons who had to go through um, the recharging process and all things of the like were already emergent leaders. Those persons were already having a stance and being efficient as well as peering off to their peers the staff itself and being able to facilitate the vision which was being placed on the band at the time so those persons yes at some point were led or or able to be a part of said organization um i'm saying said just to be totally to seem seemingly unbiased that's why i'm speaking of which not to um um, Uh,
0: be biased be biased
3: no, because no, I'm I'm going to be fair, not not to say like oh my organization mm, 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 like it ain't got to be all of that, but yes, I do think that there are some things that are needed. There are there are characteristics. There are are things that are just going to constantly show themselves. Now, I, I'm kind of i hoping that y'all are getting what I'm saying. You can have those organizations, and they can definitely implement. Um, like I said. Service support be something to aspire to, um, but I think that you can also have great bands. You can also have great a great program without those things, given given certain circumstances. So, do they do their jobs? If we stay within now, when, when we start getting away from the mission, the vision, you know, that's where we can start to point the finger of you know opening up for question. Why is their group necessary or not? But I will also back that up by saying you need. Persons of all types to be able to to make a solid community, right? You need somebody that's good at something. You need somebody that's not good at something. Now, whether those persons are all in the same group or community, there's a reason why that they're there. And I think that that carries over into the larger program or the larger brand itself. So if we want to talk about... Actually, no, I won't even say that. Um, Needless to say, yes, I do think that it is helpful do I think it is a must? Not necessarily, um, but when it is placed within the right perspective, yes, it can definitely be efficient. It can definitely enhance the program. They can enhance the program.
4: Hey Julie, let me say one thing before you go to Quan, because I think it, Maya brought up a really, really interesting perspective. And that is KKS and TBS are supposed to be rewards for technical achievement, right? like and 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 what you do in your band so what happens is you get this large crop of people that just want to be kk side because they see everybody out there throwing k's doing all these things and all these things that look fun that means i want to be in kk side but the other part of that is the members that are in the current chapter your job is to identify great members of your band and recruit them to you and at HBCUs, that's why i brought up the whole black culture thing it is like it's against the rules backwards. right, to recruit people to be in your organization. They need to come to me, and they need to show me why they need to be in my organization. It's an honorary organization. You are great at what you do. Like I'm I'm also in 5U Alpha. Quan in 5U Alpha. Julian in 5U Alpha. 5U Alpha, our standpoint was we want the best musicians. You don't even have to be in the band. You don't have to be a music major. No, nothing. We just want high musicianship and in high standards. KKSI and TBS has a lot of the same platform, but that's what, I guess that's why I wanted, you know, going with the fact that, you know, it's okay for you to reach out to people to make these organizations great. You want the best members of the band to be in KKSI. A lot of that happened in Norfolk State. A lot of that. So, you know, so I just want to jump in. Go ahead, Quan. I'm sorry, bro. All
1: right. So for me, uh, I have a different and I'm, I'm not a member. That's the disclaimer. I'm not a member of Kappa Kappa Psi. I do have a high respect in regards for them. But my introduction of Kappa Kappa Psi was 2004 when I, I visited the last high school drum line camp that PV had. In 2005, of course, being from the city, uh, Katrina happened. It was a lady that uh, I met. Her name was Bob Barbetta Freeman. And this other guy, his uh, was a drummer. Name pun, And so I had their numbers and whatnot. And when they found out that I lost, you know, many of the things um, due to the storm, it was members of Kappa Kappa si that reached out to me and was calling me. And I wasn't even in the band at Prairie. I wasn't even a, a student. I still was in high school. So that was my introduction to it. After that, then you paid attention to the scene and the drum line when, you know, your boy got, you know, initiated and uh, Prof Thomas in the back talking about welcome to K.K. Uh, With all that being said, the spirit of building better bands, regardless if you have the organization or not, should be there. The precepts of the organization can live within that band program, regardless, e- even if the quote unquote organization is there or not. I think that. Uh, Organizations such as Kappa Kappa side and Tau Beta Sigma, from what I've seen when i marched in the band with Delta side and Epsilon side, they were the leaders. They were the ones that, you know, were on point. Like when I first uh, got to PV and I saw Rory, I was like, damn, that boy is cold. Now he was a tuba player, but he did a cold senior recital on the saxophone. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then he would pick up the melophone and play the mellophone or he was the student arranger. Christopher Mosley is another, you know, gentleman. And these guys, they were like outstanding bandsmen, and they're outstanding band directors now. So it didn't stop, you know, just at the the, the collegiate level. So is it necessary, um, quote unquote, for your band to function as a whole? No. But is it a great help? Yes, especially when you have the right people. And honestly, as a freshman, those people that's in those organizations, be it Kappa Kappa Psi, Tau Beta Sigma, PMA, uh, SAI, the precepts of the organization, you want to strive to be in those those circles of those people because you know that they were on the top of the game, regardless if it was just gigging, because a lot of brothers from PMA was doing that uh, from OZ, or if it was the band thing uh, for Delta side and uh, Epsilon side. So it's like, you wanted to be around the company of greatness because they were striving to be greatness. So when you, when you have those people, those young people to aspire to, yeah, your organization is going to be good. But when you're focusing on getting the letters and then after you get them, you just be like, I got them, you know, I'm done working. Well, those people, you know, they don't belong. They should not belong uh, in those organizations. But I must say when I was there, I didn't have that. I not know I did, nor did I witness that, honestly, because Prof. Gordon will call call you out even faster because you were in those organizations. If you were late to practice, like he would handle you, you know, accordingly because you're supposed to be an elite example for the band program.
0: Um, all of you guys touched on something. Well, not all of y'all, but a couple of y'all touched on something that I find very interesting. Um just more or less like the introduction of KK Side, right? Because I think uh, Crystal kind of talked about it and Quan, you kind of brought it up, but then you said something towards the end that really kind of made me think because I can remember when I got to Norfolk, there were like three members of KK Side in the band. And my introduction to KK Side was so big that it, it was almost hurtful how you know, there was a, there was a situation in the band and I I can really, I I don't care talking about it, but first of all, going back to my introduction to KK side was really my band director from high school who every time we did something. So we went to Fiesta, Texas one day and he, he was on the ride just doing this. And I was like, is he a Sigma? Like, but I knew he was alpha. Um, so flash forward to, um, around my senior year and i finally figured out what kksi was because you know i had went to prairie view for like trumpet day and all that kind of stuff and my boys uh, i was in a high school frat called gents and uh, my boys deontay and Gerald were at pv and, and they were interested in kksi and so that's how that was my introduction into kksi and that's kind of how i understood uh that's what i understood from my band director um what he was doing when he was throwing it up, because that's the old hand sign or whatever. So anyway, flash forward to my freshman year in in college, and one of the most disappointing things to me was that there were only three members in the band uh, that were KK side. And, and I distinctly remember Doc coming into the band room and saying, do we have any members of KK side here? As three members were literally sitting in the band room. And it was one of those kind of things where I just felt like, the 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 people in the band lost respect for the organization and the people who were a part of the organization because of the way that he presented it, um and and so I I really really send a lot of love to the guys who who brought the organization back to the campus uh, because they were all leaders. Um, I can go down that whole list of that spring 03 line, and every single one of them was a leader. You know in the in the program and i think it is necessary the way exactly the same way that rick brought it up that you know it is an honorary program it is an honor it is an honorary organization and you should want to seek out those people who who have achieved you know some level of greatness and you want to bring them into your organization because i think that is what changed the the outlook of KK side during my time when i was there that Spring 03 that Spring O three line changed a lot uh for my chapter. So I, I'm just curious. Um, my what what was your uh introduce uh, introduction to Tal Beta Sigma and KK Side, if you don't mind?
3: Um that's a good question. So I, I I'm trying to think of one that was actually impactful and not just seeing. Persons and letters. You know, when I when I think about being in high school or middle school, I remember seeing persons and letters. I'm like, oh, okay, now really getting into it. Um, it probably would have. Well, KK style definitely was introduced to while I was still in high school. Now, oh, this is gonna be interesting. Uh, uh, how do I say this? What I saying it? So when I got to P V, there was only one person left that was with it. Thank you. <laughs> you know where I'm going. There was only one person left that was in Tau beta Sigma. So that was my introduction to it. However, there is um it was impactful because it was a more so of this is unattainable, I guess for lack of better words, for this reason. Uh, for these reasons, not because I was shown and was able to see um, through the depths and 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 the impact and the direct handling of being in TBS and what effect that that would have on not only the band, but the organization as a whole. I'm um, trying to, I, 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 I apologize for being vague, but without putting out anybody's business, but trying to be co- correct as well. Um, that was my hands-on
0: introduction to tbs okay all right cool uh and then rick i gotta ask you brother because you know we we marched together you were there in the 2000s before me uh but you may have seen the same side that i saw when i got there you may have seen something different so what was what was the introduction to side for you uh
4: um. it was Pretty similar to mine I I, I didn't know what KK Psi was until I got to Norfolk state and you know, uh, the 99 line had just crossed. So they were, they were NEOs in the fraternity. So there was a larger presence my freshman year. than when you came in at 2 by O2, 02, all those guys either went on and moved on or had graduated. So, um, you know, by that time I think Bobby Lincoln was the only like one of the only people on campus that was KK Side.
0: No, it was a, so being, it was uh Bobby,
4: Squatch, and uh and Tupac. Right. No so, you talking about when I got there? Or just in, like as the numbers started, yeah, as they started. Well,
0: then yeah, when I got there then it was um it was um, Sweets. Sweets. No, sweets wasn't marching in. Okay.
4: Um
0: it was um, Squatch wasn't marching in. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. It was Squatch, Spook, and Spook. Yeah. And I, Midnight. And Midnight. Midnight was a March one. We don't know these
4: people. These are all people that were in the band with us. Y'all. Oh, first you of all,
0: know. these these are nicknames. These ain't these yeah. people's real names, by the way. Well
2: no, surely.
1: No. I sure we yeah.
4: Okay. Squatch is short for Sasquatch. Uh, <laughs> great, bro. Um but like for me, I you know, we can go. Yeah, yeah go but ahead. But go ahead. Yeah. Right. We but for part me, it like, I was so adamant that I wanted to be Omega. Yeah, I wanted to be in KK side, but my first and foremost thing was Omega. So to be honest, man, KK Psy wasn't on my radar until later. Like like you said, Julian, it was it was on the down, you know, going in the downward trajectory by the time I it got to O2. Like oh my my first uh, day on campus, I went outside in a white beater and some shorts to go find the bruhs and tell them I was trying to be the brother. So that was that was my focus. I'm sorry. I was I was focused. So TBS and KK didn't really have that. TBS did. TBS was strong enough for States Band. But um KK wasn't really at that level until Seaborn and those guys came in a couple of years later. Uh
0: first of all uh, Kenny is absolutely right. <laughs> I, I know all these people' real names. I mean, I know their names, but I got to think about them. Uh, His real
4: name is Matthew. Squatch' real name. Yeah. Midnight' real name is Anthony. You sorry? How you don't know members of your own band? I
0: didn't say you're them. Right. He said he said people. You're sorry? Legion. He didn't say members of Iota's Eye. That's two totally different things. Dog. Huh? You sorry? All right. Anyway, uh, but Rick, you're absolutely right though. Uh, because I mean, you remember me, Rick, coming on campus, I knew about I. I wanted to be side, but I was in I was in a crosshairs because I was like, I didn't know which one I was going to do first, whether it was going to be alphas or side. And looking at what side was when I got there, I was like, all right, I can be in this chapter with hopes to bring it up, make it a little different, or I can go ahead and, and get in alpha and be excited about, you know, the chapter I'm in and, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Quan, what were you going to say, bro? Nah, I was just about to say it because you know, we know Pookie, you know, June, <laughs> Crab, you know, 07, but he didn't graduate till 14. I understand. I, I
4: Everybody, being got some of them, right? Absolutely. Everybody absolutely. on this call trying to be all professional right now. We all know one of our favorite. Oh, I, I ain't, I ain't trying to Virginia. be professional, I can
0: tell you that right now. My, my professional has
4: gone all out the way out the
0: window. I don't care, but I know, I know y'all trying to be PC, I don't care about them being no PC. Hey, all right
4: uh stupid nicknames they gave us i ain't gonna tell y'all i'll tell you in the after party we, can, we can talk about that in that.
0: Right. uh so first of all i want to say man uh great topics tonight uh great responses man i see y'all going in on the chat bro like y'all have some really good conversations going on in the chat some of y- y'all was getting on somebody Who was y'all getting on i think it was charles or somebody. no or, or adrian all right anyway whoever y'all was getting on, man, like y'all come in, uh, go ahead and click that link. Let's talk about it, man. Don't, don't just talk about it in the chat. Let's have a conversation. All right. Uh, while we're doing that though, while we waiting on that, let's go ahead and do our normal, normal promotions. I I enjoy doing these promotions. You know how we got to start it off. I had to get a new one. Let's see if this works. Oh, boom. There we go. A little love. See, Hey, Hey, my LB gave it to me. He he sent it over. He said, Hey man, I asked him, I was like, bro, you got to give me another picture. But Anyway, man, a little love all seasoning, man. Let's please, 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 please make sure that you go and check out a little love all seasoning. Some of the best seasoning that you could possibly ever get, man. Uh, it's getting to that Thanksgiving season, and you're gonna have to make sure that you got that all seasoning on deck. Make sure you got that all seasoning on deck. He has the we need as a matter of fact, my wife said we need to pick up some more all-purpose seasoning. He got that uh spicy garlic going on for you. Uh, I got you. I, I'll drop that link in there as soon as I get finished, man. But uh, he the slogan is, everything tastes great with a little love. So, man, go ahead and pick that up. He has all types of seasons listed. Make sure you pick it up for this Thanksgiving, this holiday season, man, because it's going to, hey, that, that season right there, top notch. So go ahead and check it out. A little love all season. Appreciate it. Quan, uh, I always get you for this one because you always do it better than me.
1: Go ahead and hit it. Yeah. So this is uh, exclusively HBCU. Uh, Black-owned business, uh, HBCU has uh, D9 apparel, as well as specific uh, HBCUs apparel. Uh, and for today, uh, in honor of the Brothers of Omega Psi Phi, uh, Fraternity Incorporated, they, you can actually save 11% on your doping degree collection for the purple and gold aspect for today. So, Rick, if you want that, I'll drop you that link.
4: Man, Sean, I, I, Quan, I went to the link. I ain't seen nothing purple and gold.
1: Man, I, well, I'm gonna send this to you because yeah. you know, the only time I wear purple and gold is for PV, and unless I'm going to a Baptist church and I'm marching up to Zion. So, other yeah, than that,
4: because you're a hater, but we'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, but, uh, yeah, all, uh, exclusively, uh, HBCU, man. Uh, we need to get up here, man. She's, uh, she, good people. She's a sorority as well. So, support black businesses, man. Uh, and I'll make sure uh, we'll we'll
0: we'll had a uh, conversation on the after party. All right. We got a guest coming in. Charles, Charles, welcome to the show. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up? What's up,
4: guys?
5: What's going on? Charles, how you, doing? you guys me good? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we good. How you doing, brother? OK, cool. cool. I have my earbuds and I know if you guys can hear me or not. Uh, well, first and foremost, good evening to everybody. Everybody's on East Coast time, Central time, West Coast time.
0: It's well, we mostly on central, but then I think Chris is on that, that EST,
5: yeah. Okay, cool, 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 excellent. Well, first off, uh, shout out to the brothers, okay? Shout out to the brothers, all right. Happy time Day. happy Father's days to our, to our sons,
4: happy Father's day to our sons, you know. Tons. Wow.
5: Yeah, we, son, you don't need no me or
4: you coming in swinging. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's all good. It's all good.
5: <laughs> Go great. Well, first and foremost, this is my first time tuning in and uh, great topics, great questions. You know, um, I know Crystal and I know each other very well, but um, I think a lot of a uh, few of us know each other from afar. Um, one of my my actually my best man for my wedding. Was in the Legion with some of you guys. Charles Kane played trumpet. Charles hey, Willie right. Kane, that's, that's my boy. Man. Man. Your brother, man. Look,
4: I call him Willie. He been jumped on this. That's game. Willie, right? Willie, Willie, Charles Kane, he'll, right?
0: He'll, <laughs> he'll break this camera. But I will say this, man. He was definitely one of the ones who welcomed me into the Legion, man. Like he, he gave me a lot of the, the info and the history and all that kind of stuff. So. That was like my big brother when I got there. So so much.
4: That's my later. rookie brother, Maya.
0: That's my rookie
4: brother. Yeah, that's my best
5: friend, man. We uh we we both on the bill from Fayetteville.
4: Uh
0: he went to
5: East Smith, I went to Westover, you know, uh his band director, just like Chris's band director, Mr. Roosevelt Pratt, another brother of Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, big mentor of mine, and uh fellow Aggie as well too. And so uh Yeah, great topics. You know, as as, as a member of uh, Cap Cap Psi, um, I posted um, in the chat, and I know for me, um, I went to the FAMU camp as a high school student, and every band director, every section leader, anybody that made that band move was a member of the organization. I had no clue what really Greek life was, you know, prior to going to that camp. And I mean, we talking about Doc Foster, you know what I'm saying? Legendary band director and maestro, and everybody down. And I was like, man, these are the individuals getting the water. These are the individuals making sure that everything is in order. It was organized. And, you know, as a high school band student, you know, and as a sexual leader, you're like, okay, these are the same things that I'm doing when I'm in high school with my band. I didn't know we. Had that for college, you know, so I know that was how I was first, uh, you know, uh, exposed to it. And when I went to A&T, it was pretty much the same thing there as well, too, you know, in terms of uh, drum majors, sexual leaders, band directors, you know. And so, I mean, that's how it was for me. And, and um, you know, there was a comment that was in there and it was just talking about, like, the question we have to ask is, like, is leaders, uh, you know, Attempting to join the organization or people joining the organization to gain leadership. And uh, again, for me, it was just the example. It was a real strong example of leadership. Those were the individuals that, you know, never bucked the system. When I was in the band at ANC, the director said something. This is what they did. If they needed to, like I said, pass out water, first ones in the band room, last one to leave, you know, leave. That was, again, that was something that attracted to me. And so, uh, I can't say that it's the same, you know, as a, as a seasoned member of that organization, I can't say it's the same everywhere you go. You know, I'm not behind the four walls of every band program, but, you know, we know when, when things are not operating in a way that's functional and, and you can tell with some band programs that have both organizations or just have one and things are just, you know, dysfunctional. Whether it's from, you know, an organization standpoint or even sound wise, you know, or just holding that high standard. Uh, again, everybody that was part of the or- those organizations when I was in school, they were the top players. They were the leaders, you know, in the band program. And, you know, that was something that I, you know, and others aspire to. But I can't say that that is still holds true, um, you know, for, for some chapters, unfortunately.
0: And and I, I have a question, man, because you you brought up something that just kind of made me think. So, okay. like, because you cause you're Iz, right?
5: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All
0: right, cool. Um, so this that that brings about a question. As a bruh, you know, do you expect for leaders to to pledge? Because I know, I know that when I was an undergrad. When mm-hmm. I saw somebody trying out for a section leader or a drum major, my expectation automatically is they they probably going to try to hit the K.A. side. That's usually my thought process, but I don't know if anybody right. thinks that way. So do you feel that same way?
5: I could say that was my expectation as well, too, you know, because it was just, I guess, the, the rite of passage, if that makes sense. You know, if you were going to get to X, Y, Z, this was the pathway to do it. You know, um, but I do I don't agree that it has to it doesn't have to be that way. There's some great leaders that, you know, it just may be bad timing or, or not the right time. You know, I joined Alpha as, you know, as an alum, you know, years down the line. It just was not my time. And I remember my high school band director is is, is the alpha man as well too. Um, and so was two of my band directors at AT. And so I knew it was gonna be part of my journey. But I remember they always told me, you know. The train doesn't stop. It keeps going, you know, and I just knew it was going to be a matter of time just for the right time, you know. And so, uh, you know, with that being said, it may not be everybody's time, but this brings up a a great question. I hope I answered it. But I have an issue and this is just me personally with people that had an opportunity to join, did not join because they, you know, I guess maybe their ideals or thought process wasn't with, you know, Kappa Kappa, science, top, agency sigma, what it stood for. And then those same individuals becoming honorary years later down the line. I have an issue with that because, again, it's, you know, an honorary organization. You have an opportunity to join just like everyone else. And I think sometimes we throw it around a little bit too easy like celebrities, you know, like you give celebrities, you know, hey, you know, this individual went to school here and all right, let's make them part of our organization. Like, I don't know, I have an issue with that because uh, again, you know, if these individuals are putting in the work and they do what they need to do, that's fine. But, you know, we, we got, I don't know, we got got, got some folks with, with some letters on that just got letters, you know? And I'm sure there's like that with a lot of organizations. Yeah, you
0: know, I, I was and, gonna say that that not you know there are many organizations that that feel that way, not just KK si. right, uh, right, right,
5: right.
0: You know, as far as Alpha, you know, we don't we don't hit that honorary miss, but you know, everybody else who does, you know, um, you know, I, I definitely know that there are people out there who feel that. So I can definitely understand what you're saying, bro.
5: Yeah, for sure. I want to uh, Maya. What uh, I didn't catch it earlier. What uh bin program? You say at uh, Prairie View, right? Yes. Prairie View. Okay, I just want to say, what what year?
3: Uh, 10, to I think 10 to 14, I think. 14.
5: Okay, because I was trying to see if you knew um, my percussion instructor, uh, Maurice Mosey. He's a box uh, from Prairie View. Um, he's my yeah. percussion instructor at. I'm yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Yeah, you marched with Okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Back in high school.
5: Oh, okay, okay. So with the high school, yeah, he's at my high school. I teach at Tucker in Georgia, yeah, just outside of Atlanta. And um, crazy story, you know, he was a roommate with Dr. Lawhorn that's at AAT. That's a percussion, you know, uh, percussion instructor there. And um, when I was just walking in the hallway, I'm hearing somebody just chopping, and I was like, I know that ain't a kid, you know. I mean, this is like my second day on the job, and it was just him in the hallway. I was like, bro, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I helped out at the school. I was like, why are you not helping with the drum line? I need you now, you know? And so he's been helping me out this year and stuff, man. So, you know, I think uh, these, you know, type of shows that answering the questions that you guys are asking really helps open people's eyes to similarities, but also differences. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys were mentioning the the nicknames. Everybody got a black. Everybody got a red, a pookie, you know, somebody in their program.
4: Uh, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and Norfolk, them names got disrespectful. We're going
5: to talk about <laughs> oh, right. them. after party. Yeah, we're going to do it in the after party. I, I, knew, it I, I knew it did. I, I know it did because, like I said, uh, Willie and, Sam, and then Samson. You know, Anthony Russell Samson, that's one of my big homies from, from Fayetteville. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we used to cut up big time. So, I know it was just enhanced. <laughs> With the leisure, well, that's cool. Hey, I don't want to take up too much time. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep, uh, keep working hard, and uh, and you know, keep these questions going. I think, I think you know, a lot of our shows that are out there that are talking about being content can, um, you know, there's room for everybody, and uh, you know, great opportunities to have some good dialogue.
0: I appreciate you, Fred. Uh, thanks for your support, bro. All
5: right, take care, guys. Take care. I need
0: one
4: Shot- old
2: God. You what? He came in real violent. Yeah, right. I said, Chuck, I knew he was
4: coming in violent. He came in violent, like sneaky violent, though, and then left. Hey, i I need you to jump on the call, because there are actually Omega band directors. We do exist. Jesus Christ. Uh, we gonna track every damn Alpha. not all, alpha? all
2: Alphas? I'm, I'm telling you, I thought I all band directors were Alphas for a long time. I was like, it just Man. must be like some little... Coalition that you just gonna be an alpha. I thought it was like a, a secret, like I don't know, backdoor skull and crossbones. Like you gonna be an alpha. I just <laughs> thought that. <was> right. <laughs> the,
1: the I have a one. question.
2: So, so something that um, me, me, and some other people who who talk that, you know, we all from the from the the, the music Greeks um, collectively, and we, we had these joint statements, and we have these things where um, that says that within our own purposes, we're supposed to be cordial and and, and and cohesive in a sense that we all represent something that falls under a large common umbrella, right? Um, I I struggle when music departments have chapters that just can't get along. And I'm coming from historically one that kind of was like that. Um, and I came and, and I watched it grow and I have students now who are Tau Beta Sigma and it kind of made me smile to see like they took a picture. And I was like, that would have never happened in my day. Like I'm glad that y'all like, you know, sometimes people grow up better than you and you happy to see that they they grew up better than you. Um, but it just sometimes I feel like it'd be us old heads that that just perpetuate mess. That's
4: like exactly. we don't let be, Crystal, you let the young me.
2: kids we don't let the young kids be great. Like they they find new and better ways sometimes than we have and then we come in with our old head mess because you know so-and-so was dating so-and-so boyfriend and -and so-and-so girlfriend you know was dipping in the other kool-aid and and now instead of it being a personal issue individual issue it's now like a whole organizational issue um how do we uh, overcome that that's my question
4: that's my question I'm about to say a part of it Crystal is people pick and choose what they want to to follow. KK Psy in the purposes says collaboration with other musical organizations. It's a part of the organization. 5 Mu Alpha has a joint statement with KK Psy. But what happens is like you said, there are so many Oh look, look, Kari put it up right there. It's an actual joint statement between the two organizations. So what happens so so often is that I know at our experience in Norfolk State, and I'm sure Julian gonna touch on this briefly. At Norfolk State, what happened was our chapter of Mu Alpha was new. KK Psy had been around since the early 90s. And there were a lot of members that wanted to be KK Psi. And then when they when they joined Mu Alpha, it was fuck KK Psi, Y'all ain't like it was that type of thing. So that spurred a lot of that that um contentiousness between the two organizations and then kksi serves a specific purpose kksi can only recruit from the band you know it's a band organization so when you have other organizations you know going into that recruitment pot it makes it difficult for those guys and naturally they're going to react to that on the other side of that, like you said, Chris, it was a lot of hating ass members of, of the older chapter, KK side, that were forcing their views on 5 Alpha on other people. So it was it was coming from both sides. It wasn't one side disrespecting the other side more. And I'm saying this as a member of both organizations. It was a it was a collaborative effort to hate on one another. We were equal opportunity haters. And, and we took every opportunity to do so. I think it's better now because, like, when I came into the fraternity, I was so, like, I think another thing, too, was Five Mu Alpha at Norfolk State in particular. A lot of people, what Five Mu Alpha at Norfolk State was supposed to be founded in 03, 04. We started that thing back then. 02. Okay. 02. And a lot of the members of K K S I were in that colony with us trying to start the chapter. So when the chapter finally went through in 08 it was like you know that you had that group of guys who are now and finally Alpha, and that that relationship i think is what made the you know that transition a little better in years after that but it was definitely like that in norfolk it's like that all across the country i don't sense that at pv though because a lot of members of pv's chapters were in both organizations too so
0: a lot of the founding members of that chapter uh but i can i can kind of go more a little bit older but i mean nothing nothing that you said was actually wrong um it's more or less the fact of definitely a lot of people who were interested in pledging or becoming a member of kksi who either a didn't make it or b didn't have the grades or c all of these things above that for whatever reason they just didn't do it turn around and became F- Alpha. And it just created a dissension. The old school mentality of it, I just remember when I was in high school, um, you know, there was a, a member of Five me Alpha who would come by my high school all the time. He's a cool dude. You know, that's my boy now. Uh, but he would always tell me about how the chapters of Five Me Alpha was getting suspended because of the fighting that they were doing with KK Psy and blah, 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 blah. And it was just always happening. Uh, and I just think that it, it was because of the, that reason, one, people who were supposed to become members ended up ple- pledging the other organization and there, there was a dissension there. I also think that, like Rick said, there is this thing where a lot of older KK side members just kind of looked down on Find Me Alpha. Like they just like KK side members felt as though they were the prestige of the of the music Greeks. And so anything other than KK side was just not acceptable. And so that that kind of spawned a lot of that stuff. I do think it is better um, than what it than what it has been in years past. I don't really see a lot of the dissension anymore. I think a lot of it a lot of it started to come up when uh, and and even this kind of almost got close to Norfolk State when uh, that whole dropping fives thing came out. Um, when when Fami Alpha was doing the dropping fives and and it looked like they were throwing Ks, and so because I know that I saw it happen, I saw videos of it happening at Famu, and I know Di was really big on you know trying to stop them from doing it. Um, so I've seen that, but I think even now it's not even a big thing anymore. Like I don't, I don't even really see either Find Me Alpha dropping fives, which I think is hella phony. But, whatever. um, but I don't see that much anymore, and I really don't see a lot of that dissension anymore. I actually think that it's more cohesive. But, as Rick did say, I think that out as as Rick said, KK Psy serves a, a specific purpose. Sometimes members of Five Me alpha who wanted to be a part of KKSI oversteps on the job and the work that should be happening as a member of KKsi versus Five Miafa. Uh, just to kind of give you a, 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 a an example I remember specifically when I was at NSU um, as a member of Kksi I remember we were we were in charge of you know painting the stands like that's just something that you that we do as KK Psy, you know painting the stands or painting the chairs or lining the field that that's just what we did you know and I just remember hearing overhearing Phi me Alpha members like Hey, maybe tomorrow we can go line the field. And we were like, nah, bro, like that's not your lane. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I, mean, I don't know where
4: you heard that at. I can promise you. As a member of that, I, 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 I track,
0: trust You I so heard I'm, it.
4: I'm, I'm telling I, you, as a member of that five year telling you we were I not heard not talking it. about lining no field. I'm fact, you, I tell you, I We used to listen to me of you guys. Listen.
0: Julius, I was in, the, cha- you you in the chapter. You were in the chapter. You weren't there when it happened, so you Julie, can't tell me that it did not happen. I promise you, you, I know you, know were, you were not here. there. You were not there. You were not there, because you're wrong, bro. It, it'd be different. It'd be different if you were physically there when it happened. Julie, you weren't. Now I, understand I can it. understand what you're saying. You all had conversations behind closed doors about the, those things. That's no, fine. Not. And I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but you cannot disregard what I was physically there for that you weren't there for.
4: Julie, I'm not, I'm not you disregarding me what what time me off of, I was there from the start of it. For, but you, you, years, you're, you're you still overlooking
0: what I but you're still overlooking what I'm saying i'm not saying that the conversations that you all had well, did I'm, not also
4: I'm not gonna sit here and let you just talk about my chapter about everything I'm, but world. if, if i'm telling you
0: if i no, i'm not talking about your chapter i'm telling you a situation that actually happened well, if I, because you know i have no no disregard or anything for for romu you know i respect romu period 100 but you all but i'm not gonna sit here and act like this didn't happen and lie I, what the fuck I got a lie for, bro? I think, I, I think.
4: If you would allow me to finish my goddamn statement, I would finish that by saying, well, I understand where you're coming from. I can promise you that those type of conversations, including the mentorship that we did with the chapter, after we were there, were not happening. You're we saying, even, but I'm you're not, finished, I'm not finished talking, what I'm saying. I'm also not finished talking. Finished talking. What I was also trying to say was, we made a conscious effort conscious effort with our chapter to make sure that we were telling those guys not to be involved in those things that you're talking about for this exact reason now i appreciate the topic and all these organizations but let's let's chill let's calm down nobody's hot i'm what i'm telling you
0: what i'm telling you at the end of the day i'm not saying that you're wrong what i'm saying see here's the problem the problem is I can admit that you are right in your conversation. The other half of that is you can't tell me the conversations that I did not, that I actually heard. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. And that's, that's the whole point.
2: Can I interject for a second? Go ahead. Let, make sense to have the floor. It, Go it's it. funny because um, my roommate in college, uh, in my last years of college, uh was um was at a gamma and i just recently chartered uh Kappa Zai at morgan and my husband at the time it was just my boyfriend uh had just chartered five you alpha and i remember being in our apartment now we 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 were roommates after letters and so already people kind of was looking like what the hell going on with this you know just just off of Camaraderie, or I guess you know, if you to look for a roommate, why y'all? I'm like, one, he, I know he working, he pay bills on time. <laughs> money don't have no. I don't care. He gonna pay the rent on time, bet. So I remember this heated conversation, kind of like this, where he told me my chapter was brought here to spite Todd Beta Sigma. This is almost, you know, t- you know, at least. Fifteen, sixty. I mean, he told me, he, he was like, I said, but you knew me before. You really think somebody was chartering for three years to make you mad? That, that take a lot, that take a lot of anger, like, and a lot of focus of anger, like that, that's time consuming college. And he, he just, he believed it. And I was like, what make you think so? I said, so how do you think the chapter started? He was like, man, y'all sat in the room and y'all said, you know, y'all gonna be better. I said, I said well i i was kind of the middle child i was a freshman so i hadn't even been in the school long enough to say that so-and-so tried to go pledge something i already told you i ain't no sugar honey iced tea about organizations i was like what it's like someone didn't tell me and so the conversation and i had to kind of shed light i was like actually we had a charter member who was a music history teacher, so she was from Spelman, and she was a charter member. She's you know old school, Melissa Hendricks. I drop her name, and she had noticed that there was an influx of female music majors in the department all of a sudden. Um, and so he was while he was going through this, so I was like, nah, actually, she 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 invited us to a uh, uh, event. Uh, um, Delta new at Howard, which is the first black chapter SAI. And I was just kind of like, I was like, these are some musicians. They really, they musicians, musicians, like I'm getting my, I'm, I'm getting my ass smoked by my sexual leader who was TBS, but I didn't have, I had never been around that many women that were like raw in whatever they did musically. So, when I had to decide, I was like, well, you know, my focus is to go to school and be raw on my instrument. And, you know, already female music majors already get a stereotype. But as I'm sitting there, I'm listening to him telling me that my whole existence was to make somebody else mad. And I just remember sitting there like, it's amazing. You can like be on the field together with somebody. You can, blood, sweat, and tears, marching band. That's what marching band is, right? You know, this is my crab brother, so to speak. And I'm like, you really think that I was sitting And it's, I think it's that type of miscommunication. You know, a narrative gets spent off of maybe two people who drop line. And it becomes the entire line was part of that line that dropped. I was like, I wasn't even in school. So you, I think sometimes we get a narrative from one or two people. And then that becomes the narrative of the whole. And it happens to us in chapters, too. Like, if you got an Ain't Shit member, now, you know, the whole chapter is trash. And that's not necessarily the case. And if you usually ask us, like most people, especially if they, you know, they're about their grown-up business, they'll tell you who's trash. They'd be like, Yeah, they don't do shit. Like, or they'd be like, Yeah, they we know they suck, you know, and that's just across the board. I just think at the end of the day, we 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 kind of perpetuate narratives off of one or two people, and then that becomes the narrative for the whole, and then that story gets passed on to a generation. I had some kids like 10 years later, it was like, oh, y'all the chapter that came to spite us. I was like, what? He wasn't even born. <laughs> like, So I just think that as long as we 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 believe something, it becomes true and then we can't let it go. And then whoever has a chance to do better, we get in the way of that. The best thing I could have ever done for my chapter was join the alumni chapter. And I know that sounds crazy. That meant like, if I truly trusted what my chapter could do, I would take my paws off of it. And I think sometimes as old heads, we can't take our paws off it. We love it so much, but sometimes we cause more damage than good because we can't let, we don't even trust the product that came after us to be great. Um, I do think the younger cats are doing a better job at ignoring some of our old asses and doing what they they feel is best and is actually causing them to actually grow and in, in whatever spe- respective organization they are. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and throw a rumor out there. Somebody's like, oh man, you know, she wanna be TBS. I ain't never been to an interest meeting. That doesn't mean I hate TBS, but I never went. That wasn't my focus. And Renard James said it best when he was at a interest meeting for 5U Alpha. But Renard James, when I first met him, he was iconic Kappa, kappa side to me
0: he still is you know he
4: still is.
2: he's he still iconic is. to me and and i looked up to him he said you know someone said well why why one and not the other he said it's not a question of why one and not the other It said one is a professional at um making orange juice out of oranges and another is a professional making apple pie out of apples so do you like apple pie or oranges some people like orange juice some people like apple pie some people like both it's not necessarily that Orange juice is bad or apple pie is bad. I said, man, this brother got it figured out. I think we don't look at the organizations in that sense. We look at it like one has to be better than the other. No, it's just about preference. We don't do that with anything else in life. Why got to be organizations? We got to kind of, you know, the divine nine is the divine nine for a reason.
1: True. And shout out to Renard, by the way. You brought him up. Ronaldo. I just have one thing to say. Well, two two comments. First of all, we, we need to start doing better because this is we are not Crips and Bloods. Like, first of all, we're, we're not. <laughs> we're professional organizations that have a specific avenue and objective for every organization. How you want to carry that out, you see fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, but be true to the precepts of your organization. That's number one. So, number two, in regards to julian and uh rick i think we all think that maybe painting the fields was a good idea however maybe they should have left that the kappa kappa aside, and then find me out for we could have did something else that's all i'm saying <laughs> oh, good, no job, all
0: right.
2: good okay. job good job good <laughs> job
0: all right <laughs> anyway uh i don't say it though man shout out to renard though man uh i just remember after i crossed kk side you wasn't good unless you went to go see renard during my time uh that that was how i always understood it so yeah anyway uh man they they going in on the chat so and hey, first of all, let's 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 keep it 100. I need to make sure I make this very clear, dog. Rick my big brother, dog. We argue all the time. I still love him, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all don't think that we over here got smoke for each other, dog. Cuz look, as soon as we was going back and forth with each other, dog, like the chat just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> that chat ain't stopped moving since we stopped, bro. I just man, look, fuck,
1: when it's going to do
0: Julian, man. Fuck that dude, yeah. man. I, don't I, know that I was dude, like, when this,
1: I say, when this shit go in, y'all? Because uh, he, he can, he
0: can, he'll he say that today because, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. It's Omega. It's, it's Omega found today. He can say fuck me today. But, I thought
4: this was—I thought this was real talk. That talk, man. It is.
0: I'm just saying. Sorry. Hey, look. Did we
4: even have to get that statement? That's my brother. Watch. Yeah,
0: I—I like, I just wanted to make sure I, I put it out there because the chat been going. Hey, y'all. We yeah.
4: argue all the time about all the time. All the time. That is my best friend. That's the best man at my wedding. We ain't mad at each other, y'all. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> hey. What, man?
1: like when this shit go in. Yeah, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my gotta, my, my my gotta hookah. hookah.
4: I'm making that face boo-boo kitty. She gotta get to the hookah. Oh, that's right. I forgot.
3: No, I don't. What I'm saying is that I'm used to it. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna let them keep talking. Like I know, I know y'all not fighting for real. So yeah.
2: my, I'm just saying the women on the on the on the platform ain't we we ain't cut up like y'all. We 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 had some koof. Cool
0: no, Maya Who's and here. the corn. I know
2: that's right. No, don't, that.
0: don't let Maya fool you now. Don't let Maya <laughs> fool you now. She goes even me.
3: mean?
0: Don't let me pull up the old clips. If oh, we, what? If we're gonna get into this, we're gonna get into this. What? <laughs> Damn, <what are> <laughs> I got the you ain't never seen me like... shut up on camera. Shoot. Shoot. Hit the little dance you always hit. You Which know? one? Go ahead. You what? hit it.
3: Mm-hmm. There you mm-hmm.
0: go. See <laughs> that's your cut up time. All right, we about to roll, man. We got to get on out of here, man. If you guys are sticking around, man, all of y'all who are watching this, man, if you're going to stick around, you know we got the after party coming up. You know, uh, the after party, we, we, we really let it all hang out. We really just kind of relax and let loose. Uh, everything is not strictly music. Exactly. That's why I had to change the word. Everything is not st- strictly music, music education, band, and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going to hang around with us, hang around with us at the after party. Go grab a drink. Hang out for a little while. Uh, before we go, you know, we always do this. We got to do it the right way. quan any final thoughts?
1: Nah, bro. Good show. Word. All I- right
0: uh my any final thoughts <laughs> i'm just
3: i'm just ready to get to the after party <laughs> all
0: right well uh dang i didn't do it right what's good ma? there we go
3: you got on your p's and q's i'm
0: not i'm not because i was trying to hurry up and, and, and shut it down because it's it's an hour later in crystal territory
4: uh rick <laughs> any final thoughts Actually, yeah, I do have a couple, man. First and foremost, I want to wish a happy heavenly birthday to my oldest sister, Rhonda. Yesterday was her birthday. I miss her dearly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, shout out to her. I love you. Uh, so, that's first and foremost. Number two, um, you guys can access this through the UConn website. But the beginning of the end is here, y'all. Tomorrow is my uh, doctoral recital. Um it's a great concert. I'm doing something a little bit different, y'all. Um, you can watch the recital. You just go to UConn's music's website, go to an events page, and you'll the first thing there is the wind ensemble concert. It says my name and all. You click that, and the link is right there. But been a long time coming, y'all. Uh, did, got this done in three years, so my um, recital is tomorrow, and then next semester, y'all, I'm in the home stretch of becoming Dr. Brown. So. If you would like, um, and you wanna see a different type of wind ensemble concert, y'all know I'm not about to go in there and do your standard rep. This is gonna be the most African-American based. uh, Every piece on my concert was written by an African-American composer. So, you know, I think that means something and representation and uh, it's gonna be interesting. So I think you guys will love it. So that's that. And then lastly, support black businesses, support black people, support black. We are in this together. We are all friends. We are all in this. And the only way we're going to advance as black people is to support one another, even when it's hard. So, uh, hey, you guys will come
1: support. Hey, uh, for everybody that's saying right now that my phone is going to mess up, you ain't shit. I'm just going for that. <laughs>
4: Man, your phone already messed up. Maya <laughs> started laughing earlier. <laughs> and it just went out. We're like, <laughs> right. Well
3: that's because let me see who said that. Uh you somebody said like, on, 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 she on, on. Up already. It was like <laughs> 10 minutes into the show. Would
1: me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I hey, I as I'm thinking about it, say Julian, man, they had people that was listening when we went out there to Langston that was like, Hey, ain't you on the talk that talk? I was like, Yeah, he was like, Man, we look every week. So, man, the show is doing great, you know, and it's reaching people, answering questions that you know the things that people want to say. So you know big up to you julian for being a visionary you know for starting this podcast so people is reaching people we're talking.
0: thanks man you know it made me feel made me feel really good man i appreciate you brother i appreciate you. uh and 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 our guest panelist crystal you got any final words for us today
2: um thanks for having me out um y'all passed my bedtime you know yeah. well you know I, I i teach in the morning I got first thing. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I might have a sick day. <laughs> I might have a sick
0: day. Take that PTO. It's, it's,
2: yeah. I don't know. I, well, I'm going to Midwest. So I got to kind of, I got to save my Pokemon, you know, for when I really want to relax, but I appreciate the conversation. And um, when I saw those questions, I said, oh, they choosing violence, but you know, if I'm going to choose violence, I like to choose violence with people who, who 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 talk that talk and um, back up whatever they say with some real shit. So appreciate it. And ain't no people actually listen to me. I be running my damn mouth. So <laughs> shout out that <laughs> let me know that people actually listen to what the hell I'm saying. Cause I just be talking to talk.
4: Hey Quan, they said that, well, the that butter on butter. That butter on butter. They said that shit was a scud. <laughs> nah, you know I mean? was gonna say
3: that too. I was gonna say now, Quan, I know you only got about five minutes left before you start hitting the... <laughs> but uh I just I want, want to let you know that that butter on bread, I tried that this past week now that. You matter than
0: I'm
4: been on the now. You matter I'm
5: a I just want to give you a flower while you can
3: still hear.
5: Them. If oh, don't yeah. nobody
0: know what we talk about, you had to stay there for the after party to, to find out about the butter <laughs> on butter,
4: man. <laughs> butter on both sides. So butter yeah. on, on, that be that a That's a big <laughs> ball. <laughs> hey, that ball hey, we here, we
1: choose cholesterol a day. <laughs> baby. You heard me? Hey man, I'm. I,
0: I was trying to put the, the link to uh, the recital into the chat. Um, I got it. I got the pull of the calendar, but I'll probably do it in the after party. If anybody sticks around and is really trying to figure it out. Um, other than that, man, I, my final thoughts, man, first of all, I want to say, uh, Crystal, appreciate you for joining us, man. Your, your, your commentary was definitely necessary, definitely needed. And we appreciated hearing all the things you had to say, because, Hey, man, it was it was really insightful, so we appreciate it. You're welcome back at any time. Whenever you want to come back on, just hit me up and say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to be on. Just go ahead and hit me up. Uh, secondly, man, I appreciate all the subscribers, supporters, all of that, everybody who clicked that like button. If you didn't click the like button, you still have time to click the like button. Also, if you had didn't finish watching the show or you want to go back and check it out after we're off the air, you can do that as well. And also <laughs> click the like button. Dude, mute your mic if you're going to keep snorting, dog. Good Lord, Quan. <laughs> I can't even finish what I'm saying. Um, uh, but yeah, man, appreciate everybody for joining us, man, and getting on with us, man. Uh, as you all know, man, we're going to keep this conversation going 100%. Also, I didn't say this, and I wanted to go ahead and say this right now, man. We just got finished having our uh, region, region band. I'm I'm happy to say that we had eight students who did make the region band, and we had one alternate, so I'm extremely happy for that, man. Uh, my kids are doing a great job, and 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 you know they working their little tails off. But we appreciate it, and and we love them and support them. Anyway, man, other than that, I don't have anything left to say. Let me go ahead and get out here and do it the right way. I appreciate you guys for going ahead and joining us. If you're sticking around for the after party, just hold up, and we will be back. All right, you may hear some random talking going on, but that's okay. You may not. All right, but just let us close this out, and we'll holler at you guys next week. On Wednesday, 7-15. Appreciate all you guys. See you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at talk at gmail.com.